I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. We are live! What is up, <laughs> fight fans and insomniacs alike? We, we are, Meeson and Cameron are back. <laughs> I was thinking about myself. Threw you threw me off big time. You stepped into the foreground. But we're here. We're ready to do another MMA submission watch party. This time for Fedor versus Bador. Bader. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, gotta do it's, it. it. No, it's Fedor versus a bunch of Baydors. You used to kick through them. I laugh so hard because Matt always says Fedor versus Bador. It's hard when you say it's hard when you say Fedor to to say Bader. Yeah, Fedor versus Fedor versus Bader. It's hard. It's either you say Fedor versus Bader. I prefer Fedor versus versus Bador. It just sounds better. Yes, but needless to say, we are here. We're super excited to do another one of these. They're always a lot of fun. You know, we get you and I get to sit down. We love fights, and to talk about them. Uh, is always a great time. Bellator, you know, we have a a complicated past with their broadcasts. You know, we feel like sometimes they're the RC Cola to the UFC's Coke. Yeah, sometimes their events can be bad. Bad in the sense that they're not synced up very well because there can be hour-long gaps in between yeah. the fights, and it just feels... Ah, I don't like it. I don't like it. When you when you watch a UFC event, it feels like a well-oiled machine, and, and, not and only, they push the action, and it, that's not always the case for a Bellator. And not only that, in the most recent uh, UFC card, the first ESPN card, it actually felt like they had done an even better job. It was better. Where they were even more like succinct, where as soon as something was ending, they were starting the next fight or starting the, pre- like the, um, like the pre-fight talk. Yes, where they, they were. break, they go right from the fight to breaking down the next matchup to them walking out. And that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to, with the uh, what you, you've pulled up. Are yeah. we live? Is all good? Yeah, we're live. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to with the ESPN change. Um, but I'm still got to get used to the fact that ESPN Plus is a little wonky. Oh, what's up, Zach? Welcome back to the chat. You know, I hope you're watching Bellator 214 like we are on the Paramount Network. You know, I, I'm pretty pumped for these fights tonight. Pretty pumped indeed. But, um, yeah, here's the thing, though. About the earlier fights, I'm not too familiar with Adele Altamini, Altamimi or Brandon McMahon. Uh, nor am I. I really don't know any of these fighters other than Aaron Pico. Fedor well, you know and that I know who Juan Archuleta is. He's a guy who's had a couple of fights in uh, the UFC. Yeah, I know. Didn't he sing he on American f- Idol? He had those beautiful baby blue eyes. No, that's David, David Archuleta. <laughs> you fucking bitch. No, his brother. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Dude, we'll David Archuleta, though, still, still the voice of an angel. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Good to see you two in the chat, Chris. Yeah, it's going to be a hot night of fights. It will be, indeed. You know, I saw you guys were commenting on our page or something like that because we streamed yesterday at like 4 a.m. And I they know. were saying that they were upset that they missed it. But well, yeah, there's some crazy kids. We actually had a couple of people tune into that stream. Which, you know, when we, when we do the podcast, we just broadcast it for posterity's sake sometimes, especially when we're doing like a super late show. They're typically but, super late. But for so. some of the people who jump in, I'm like, holy shit. You're like, what are you doing awake? I was gonna say, Why are you here? What are you, a super fan? Not a super fan. Why are you They're going to like email me their ear? I don't know. Like, I wanted on. you to have a piece of me. 
And then they're going to like, hey, I didn't see you weren't wearing my ear on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it in the background. Like, I didn't see it in the background. And then they start to get, like, their letters get more and more mad Violent. progressively. Yeah, absolutely. Where they're like, I've fallen out of love with you. Absolutely. That's a dream. But if I can't That's a dream. have you. We'll be there one day. No, I don't want to be there. I want it. I want it. I know people who have been sent, uh, like, cat skulls and shit like that. I want, I want to get that level of notoriety. No more, no less. That's well, my goal. What makes me really mad, though, I have friends that are like, I want to be just in Timberlake levels of famous so I can just sleep with all these fangirls. And I'm like, you don't want to sleep with fangirls. That sounds... Atrocious. It's you know, syphilis is making a comeback, and not, that's how okay. you get it. That's okay. how you get VD it. VD aside, VD aside, you're dealing with people who have a f- fantastical notion of what you are. Yeah. They hear my love when they see Justin Timberlake. They mm-hmm. hear suit and tie. They're not thinking about an actual man. No, that's, the, and that's also, a really good point. Fans will try to trap you in like weird situations. So say like you just hook up with her and you want to leave. She'll be like, oh, you raped me. Oh, they do that. Like, they do do that. Because they don't even think of you as being an actual person. You're like this weird object. And they, and they, uh, it would trip idolize you. I know Keanu Reeves. I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. He's had two different stalkers, two different stalkers come into his house. In his house? In his house. He actually had a woman go into his library, undress herself, and then wait for, wait for him in the library and be like, oh, uh, I'm here to meet you and all this shit. And then he pushed like a silent alarm and then all these people ran in. No fucking shit. Yeah. I made up the silent alarm part, but she was there. Oh, well, he is the real life Batman. And on another occasion, he had a bunch of cleaners come over because he's Keanu Reeves and he doesn't wipe he things down. He probably throws parties all the time. Exactly. So he had cleaners come over. He wasn't to even... To clean up all the orgy sweat. To, yeah, all of it. Uh, and he left the he left the gate open for the cleaners. The cleaners left and they left the gate open despite being instructed to shut it. Like, lock it. And she snuck in behind the cleaners, undressed herself, and then swam in his pool. And he saw this all on the Kinda security hot. camera. Kind of hot. No, she was disgusted. She was disgusted. Oh, okay. She was okay. disgusted. I was going to say, she was if, a le- if she's a 10, no. that's kind of hot, but I'd still be terrible. She was returning to her natural environment. She was a whale. Okay. Even if she was a 10, though, I'd still... My blood would just, like, go cold immediately. But that's the kind of shit the where fact it's like that she's ugly makes it like oh I might die I can't have you I can't have you so nobody can kind of shit and his life's already sad you know everything that's happened to him right no he had a long time girlfriend long time like they were they were great together I'm sure they had plans to be together forever because they were together for but for reference though Adele we're a minute into this fight Mimi and Brandon McMahon are a minute into the fight counting down so you guys can sync up oh with he's us. got that Kimura. 355, 54, He's cranking the car. Used it to reverse. 52. He's going for the arm. Got the arm bar. He's got that arm bar. It's deep. It's deep. I don't even know who's who's who. He's got it. Tap. Dude, that was sick. Wow. That was sick. Wow. That was sick. Adele Altamimi hitting a quick submission finish. So Altamimi grabbed a Kimura right away once he was pushed up against the fence. He used the Kimura to... Um, Oh shit! He used the Kamara to sweep his opponent, and then got the armbar from there. What that tongue do, Laura? Oh, is Laura the stalker? I would not ask a stalker what that tongue do. I don't think you want to find out. I don't. Maybe. maybe that's the thing. I feel like uh, like a very romantic shit is like how the person reacts to it makes it either super romantic. We talk about or this often. Stalker level. We talk about this often. And there's no in between. Even if you're dating the person, it goes serial killer to nice. romantic based off their reaction. He swept him. So if you like get their roommate to let you into the, her apartment 
like your lo- like your six month girlfriend. hundred percent. And if you get let her her roommate lets you in and like you put flower petals everywhere and candles in a room, her reaction determines whether that action is romantic Chris Pratt. or creepy. Chris Pratt's in his corner. Oh yeah, what? Why was Chris Pratt in that dude's corner? Why was Chris Pratt in that dude's corner? But yes, you're right. I'm sorry, I just got distracted by Pratt, Pratt, Pratt. Yeah, why was... I thought when I first saw him, like, was that fucking Chris Pratt? That was Chris Pratt, giving advice about fighting. But um, that's a great point, and I talk about this a lot. Think of any romantic act, because not a lot of people consider this. Any romantic act, whether or not it is creepy, is completely dependent upon the other person's feelings toward you, okay? Mm -hmm. If you have a girlfriend, imagine she didn't like you, and you continue to do that romantic shit for her, you would be a stalker. That's creepy a stuff. Next little stalker. Creepy stuff. But your if you're good your looking, wife. if you're good looking, and she's into you, she like loves it. It's weird. It's weird. People don't consider like yeah, it. like Orlando Bloom does like porn level shit all the time. Where like he'll just like a girl will bring him food service and he'll just be like, oh by the way, here's my cock, and it's Orlando Bloom, so of course they end up having sex. Exactly. It, it, but if it like if I opened the door and I was like, "Hello, madam, here's yeah. my dick." Like, yeah. if Harvey, I'm going to jail. If Harvey Weinstein looked like Fight Club Brad Pitt, what? Wait a second. Rape aside. Rape aside. If you just that's a bad example. Okay, Louis Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Louis C.K. There we go. Someone who didn't rape people yeah, and just jerked say, off. Harvey in front Weinstein of them? straight up raped people. Okay, well, Louis C.K. Just poor example. Louis C.K. asked to jerk off in front of people. I guarantee, if he was Fight Club Brad Pitt, shredded. Yeah, and not only that, people would be like, "Yes, and more." Not only that, those girls said yes. So, fucking, you get what you get. Don't pitch a fit. There okay? was one. There was. Oh, the one case where I thought Louis did something wrong. And it was when he did it to his opener, who he's her boss. Oh, that's fucked up. Where I was like, well, then you put her in a fucked up position because she can't say no. But yeah, Keanu Reeves' life, very sad. He had a longtime girlfriend. She got pregnant, right? And this was like something over which they were rejoicing, right? Yeah. They were very happy because they were in love and they were having a kid and they have the money to support it. So this isn't a sad thing. Right, she gives. She goes into labor early, uh, and gives birth to a stillborn. Right, yikes! Yes, so this puts a lot of strain on their relationship, obviously, and it leads to them separating and breaking up. What is this? I don't want to know. This is about Keanu Reeves. Yes, so it leads to them breaking up, and like uh, a month after they break up, they of course they still have feelings for each other. They broke up due to the grief uh, over their dead child. So she's leaving a Hollywood party. It's a stillborn. You know. She's leaving a Hollywood <laughs> party and she crashes her car, flips it, dies. What? And dies. What? Yes. So now Keanu lost his child and his longtime girlfriend within the span of a couple months. So he needs to – he took like time off from filming one of the Matrix movies because he like was just wrought with grief. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't taken a lover since. No, he's fucked like half of Hollywood, but nothing serious. I think Keanu Reeves is immortal too, so it really doesn't matter. That and he has like a motorcycle company and he gives like a great deal of the uh, net profit from that to charity, which is just great. And he takes public transportation. Yeah, I like the enthusiasm from Chris and Zach in the chat. Congrats to Altamimi. Guys, I like the I like the frivolity. Don't care to share. <laughs> well, no, it's like <laughs> It's it. They're not spicing it up, you know. When they make it spicy, I'll read it. Okay. 
right now, you know, they're just throwing out the buzzwords. Okay, Juan Archuleta versus Ricky Bendejas. Is oh, up next. Oh man, he's bringing. Is he bringing Pratt in there? Pratt, Pratt, Pratt coming into the uh, ring. I think. Oh there my he God, he is! What in the fuck, bro? I love Chris Pratt, man, and the fact that he's such a hardcore MMA fan. Makes him even cooler. He to trains me. at Jay Glazer's gym. Does he really? Yeah, Jay Glazer has like a ton of celebrities. Wiz Khalifa trains there. Fuck uh, me, that's badass. Like a bunch of dudes do. Like that's how Wiz Khalifa got into Muay Thai. Jay Glazer invited him to his gym. He that he, I was slick, man. That was a slick armbar. But fucking why is Chris Pratt? That's so amazing. And you know what? That's good because he's like one of the biggest Hollywood stars. Yeah, it's really great for MMA. for MMA. Yeah. And you know he's a legitimate MMA fan because it's not like he got free tickets to one or two UFC events and he showed up. I was going to say. He's at a Bellator event and he was in, in the, the corner, corner of, a of a fighter, which is awesome. Finished all eight wins in the first round. Adele Altamimi. Wow. He looked great. See if we can get him in the UFC. That was sick. <laughs> or the upper echelon of Bellator. You know? Yeah. Was he ranked prior to this bout? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, he will be now. You know, and Chris Pratt's he's like, he's pretty big shit. He's doing the Lego, the Lego movie sequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he did the Lego movie, which was one of my favorite animated movies. You know, one of your favorite movies, period, because you're a child. Yeah, I'm a little child. Yeah. So when I saw, well, no, it's also a very heartwarming movie. Mm -hmm, definitely. When you find out, okay, well, the whole story behind it is that it's a little kid and his dad has Legos and he won't let the little kid play with them. And then at the end of the like, movie, you realize that the dad's like, oh, my God, this is like a bonding thing. a terrible thing. father. He's like, this is a bonding thing between me and my son. Yeah, and I've been a shit dad. No, no, he hasn't been a shit dad. He's an alcoholic. No, it was kind of like if I did, you know, the Civil War figurines that a lot of dads get into? It's like model trains. And your son goes in there and he fucks up all your model trains and you're like. You beat him. <laughs> no, but he didn't because Will Ferrell's a good dad. He was more just like, why? <laughs> and he like rebuilt it and he was going to use super glue. That's the. F that's the plot of the first Lego movie. He's super gluing all the Legos in place oh. so the son can't move them. Interesting. I didn't know that. It's actually really good. It's a heartwarming tale because at the end of it, the, his father's like, do whatever you want. So he's a raptor trainer. He's Star-Lord. He's the lead in the Lego movie. Am I missing something else? I mean, he's everywhere, bro. He was in Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. He was Andy for from like Parks five, and Rec. Andy for Dwyer. For the whole show. It was really funny. Mm -hmm. he's was a, he already he wasn't as famous. He though. already got remarried, which shocked a lot of people. He's not. He's no. He's, he's engaged. engaged. Sorry, Pfft. not actually remarried. Yeah, but they yet. they got divorced like two years ago, right? And he's already with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be his father-in-law, which is pretty fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Who's up next? Oh yeah, Archuleta. Yeah, we have Juan Archuleta and Ricky Bendejas. I wonder if Archuleta can sing like his brother. Dude, David Archuleta, do you remember there was like a three-month span where like women actually thought David Archuleta was a heartthrob and that he was going to be an actual star? Wasn't he like 12 when he was on American Idol? 15. Yeah. And I was like, guys, 15, he's a 15-year-old, and he he went for the traditionally good-looking at 15, which you can't do. He underage. You, you gotta go fuckboy. Like, and if that's not a negative thing. You know what I mean? Like, the kind of like the, the proto-JB. Mm -hmm. Where Justin Bieber was kind of like throwing the hair to the side, like you know, he's doing oh, I know. right now. That's what I did. Jay Jacob Sartorius, where he's a little kid. Literally, he dated Millie Bobby Brown, and like that's what his songs are about. Millie Bobby Brown, she's uh, eleven. Yeah, he's like fourteen too, so it's like fine. But he's doing like the the JB route. 
Only he doesn't have the talent of Justin Bieber. I don't know who that is. So Jacob Sartorius is a guy who got famous. He's a little kid who got famous for, instead of doing... It's his dad, the one with the, the fin blades. Oh, that's Pistorius. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, Jacob Sartorius got famous not for singing like JB did. Justin Bieber got famous for singing acoustically. Don't call him JB again. I mean, we're tight, so I'm going to call mm-hmm. him JB. Yeah. So his agent, uh, an agent heard JB's voice and was like, I need to sign this kid. Whereas Jacob Sartorius got famous for TikTok lip singing. Really? For Musical.ly. Like, he was, like, massive on Musical.ly. Really? Before it rebranded, he was, like, the biggest thing on Musical.ly. Because people want to see a small boy lip sync? Yeah. Because the little kids are on Musical.ly. I feel like his fame was perpetuated by, like, some sort of... Interdimensional pedophiles. Interdimensional pedophiles. Or just a pedophile ring in Las Vegas or something. Uh, no, dude. I'm going to pull up a JRE episode 911. And they have like flags and bandanas with this small child's face on it. What's his name again? Jacob Sartorius. Sartorius. First of all, name too long to be famous. Jacob Sartorius. That's what okay. I want to kind of tell him. I want to tell him, you fucked up branding. Mm-hmm. You can have like a crazy last name, but it can be at max like six letters. Just come up with a stage name like Jamie Foxx or Tom Cruise. Jack Black. Something that like it's quick, bro. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're famous now as Jacob Sartorius, but saying Sartorius, that's not a good name. Yeah, exactly. I just like, make up something. B Burr. B Burr. Two syllables, bro. And it, like, yeah, it's different as fuck. Yeah. But he steered into it, and it's short. Mm-hmm. I would just come up with a stage name. Oh, uh, yeah. Like Joe Manganiello. That's not his name. Well, Joe Manganiello, that plays into like his ethnic attractiveness. Yeah, exactly. That's why I made it up. <laughs> That's why he made it up. Yeah, exactly. Or you could go the, like, the opposite end of the spectrum and just be like, go buy candy. Or like your favorite color. Blue. Fucking, dude. I always wanted, when I was like a little kid, this isn't even a joke. Uh, I heard "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal when yeah. we were when I finished watching Batman. He the the song is in the movie. It was done for the soundtrack, and I remember watching that. And I'm like, oh my god, I want one name like Seal, but I couldn't think of anything that was cool. If I was just Cameron, that's just boring as fuck. Just go by Cam. Just Cam, like that's yeah. my one name. Can't, what am I? A pop, I have to be a pop star then. Yeah, Cam. It's Cam. Or Cammy. Cammy. That's better. Cammy. Am I the character from Street Fighter? With the fucking my thing is just gonna be wedged up my ass. Wedged up your ass. Have you seen Cammy? Pull up Cammy for them up there. Oh my god, uh, that character Cammy is the most preposterously looking. I was like, okay, cool. So Street Fighter just made porn. How does she spell it? I E or Y? Uh, M M Y. Cammy. Okay. And now, uh. uh yeah, so Cammy and Street Fighter, one of the most ridiculous... Like, wow. Yeah, just go Im- image search it. I don't think we should do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> We're definitely going to get that. It's like, it's just fucking... It's going to be porn <laughs> immediately. I forgot about Rule 34. It was actually good that you pulled up. All these are, these are even these are kind of racy. Yeah, these are kind of racy. We're going to get demonetized. Yeah, but yeah, you get it. It's a, it's a unitard. Yeah, and it's like wedged Unitard up. or leotard? But it's like a thong unitard. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to have to roll out in that. <laughs> it's a good look. Not I mean, for you. I think I would look pretty good in it. No. You know, I've been toning a lot during this uh, this past couple of months, dude. I, that's the, ready for beach That season. would be the monster from Bird Box. Cameron in a fucking leotard. And the unitard. And I'm just like, ah! Like swerving off the I'm highway. I'm coming at them like themselves. <laughs> What's up, guys? I start like backing up toward them. Yeah. It they was, just stare at they stare at you with their their mouth agape, and then when you turn around and show your fucking buns with that leotard wedged up there, they off themselves. That's the end of the movie. They're just or like, M Night Shyamalan's The Happening. That's what they do. Fucking powerful Jake Laser. He's there. 
That's Jay Glazer? Yeah, dude. Okay. He looks like a thumb. Stop. He actually... I bet he's a nice I thumb. think he was not a naturally attractive man, but he's the best that he could have been. I respect that. That's what you do. <laughs> You're right. Uh, it just cuts to that fucking... Um, what's the... What's the mud dogs? The water boy. Okay. The, the water boy where it's just like, I am not an attractive man. <laughs> I'm not what you would call an attractive, attractive man. man. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like half an eyebrow. Yeah, it's um, it's Ron Howard's brother, Clint Howard. Fuck off. Volkov fights for Bellator? No, he did. Oh, okay. Volkov used to fight for Bellator, baby. Now we have the heavyweight Grand Prix. I remember when this was announced. It's been such a fucking thrill ride. We were talking about this. You think that Favor, F- Fedor, Favor, Fader got a a favor- favorable side of the bracket? Yeah. Yeah, I actually think he did because let's 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 look at who he fought. His hardest fight was Chael Sonnen. So far, I I think that's true. Didn't he? He fought Mitrione. No, he didn't. No, who did he? Oh, oh, I'm thinking he fought of Mir. Mir almost then, knocked him out. Then he fought Mir. And then uh, Chael, and now he's in the final. Okay. And I think that if you're going to look for the easier fights, I think Mir, Mir almost his, knocked him out. Mir might have been his most dangerous fight, but skill set-wise, Chael Sonnen was his hardest one. You think? Because we need to see how his wrestling would hold up. Could Fedor defend the takedown? But Chael's so ta- much smaller You're than not getting Fedor. taken down by Frank Mir, though. Frank Mir's trying to knock your head off. You know, Frank Mir hasn't utilized his jiu-jitsu in a fucking minute. And yeah. I, I love how, like, uh, I remember on one of our later podcasts, I said that Mir had kind of turned into a brawler, and people gave me shit about that. And I'm like, name As the last time. As heavyweights tend to do. Exactly, though. It's not a negative thing. I'm just like, name yeah. the last time you went for a fucking Kimura. It's been a while. Exactly. Yeah. And I said, uh, but, you know, Fedor, he got through that fight because Mir came forward a little bit too aggressively. Mm-hmm. Then he fought Chael, who's undersized for the weight class. And... Uh, you know, Some would just, say painfully. Yeah, understand. and just made an awkward transition and lost in the fight. He lost in the fight. If you remember, he got shook. Sh- um, he tried to reverse position. Yeah, and it and just ended. He, he was. He ended up horribly out of position. He got finished. And now you have Ryan Bader's side of the bracket where he fought King Mo, Matt Mitrione, and now he's in the final, which I think is a much harder. King Definitely. Mo is still super dangerous. Still, I think, in near title contention. And Mitrion has some of the best and Mitch, movement yeah. in the heavyweight division, period. Hand speed, he's probably is some of the best hand speed in the division. Pe- out of people at that weight class, UFC included, I still think Mitrion is very With competitive. Power. Yeah. I mean, his hand speed is shocking for a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say that his technique's maybe not the best, and that's what Bader showed. Yeah. Bader's like, okay, cool, I'm going to slide into your dick, and I'm going to grind you out. Yeah. And then, you know, he ended up, oh, man. Remember when he was wrenching around Mitrion's shoulder? Not even close. Ooh, dude, he, it looked like he hurt Mitrion. He did. One. He did hurt Mitrion's shoulder. So who do you like in, in our main event? Fedor I mean, versus Baydor. Versus the Baydors? Yeah, the Kicking them wide open. Gah! Yeah, I think it's, uh, I love The Last Emperor. I love him a lot. Mm-hmm. But unless he can hurt Baydor, Bader early. <laughs> Fucking got me again. Unless he can hurt Bader early. Mm-hmm. It's trouble, man. Because I, we know I Bader, agree. Bader's 
easily, easily the most well-conditioned out of all the people who were in the Grand Prix. Yeah, by far. By far. I think he he's the, the most well-rounded. He was a guy. I think he's in his prime. I think he's the, got the best wrestling. Out of the light heavyweights in the UFC when he was in the UFC, he was one of the best well-conditioned there. Yeah. So then he goes over to Bellator, and, you know, you, you've seen how predominant his wrestling's been. It's been mm-hmm. fantastic. And I think he goes out there, he holds down our boy Fedor Emelianenko and wins the title. Beats him up, too. Yeah, I think he beats him up as well. I don't think it goes the distance. I think, I think Vader's going to get the better of him, him on the ground and finish him. Uh, Aaron Pico versus Henry Corrales. For those who don't know who Aaron Pico is, Aaron Pico has been training with Coach Calavita out in California with TJ Dillashaw, mm-hmm. Anwar Saad. Uh, there, there's so many fighters out there. A lot of them are from Bellator. Many analysts think that he's one of the best prospects in MMA. If, yeah, because so. he trains at such a high level, mm-hmm. right? Now, I'm not completely sold on that Coach Calavita guy. And he's so young, too. He's like 20, 20, I'm not 21 to- I'm or I'm not totally sold on Coach Calavita, if I'm being completely honest. Because people have been like singing his praises for so long about how next level his strength and conditioning program is. Mm-hmm. Because it's all statistics and science-based. And while he did do a good job with TJ's weight cut, I don't feel like his like levels of performance of athletes have been that much higher than other strength and conditioning coaches. Really? Re- yeah, definitely. You don't think TJ's performance well, is something to Cejudo's was pretty great, you know? And he'd been, Clearly, he, he was yeah. working with Neuroforce, which is they operate out of um, New Mexico where he trains. And I think what they're doing is in the same vein. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of... All they're doing is reading reaction times. How how long does your recovery take? Like, that's what Calavita is focusing on a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of people have it down to a science now. Yeah. I don't think it's unique. But, like, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, but so many people have been going, oh, this training lab. Yeah. Like, Coach Cal has it all figured out. And I'm like, well, I think there are a lot of guys. Yeah, that's I think true. Daru Strong, who does um, the strength and conditioning for American Top Team, I think he has a great program. Mm-hmm. And he is, a lo- I mean, we saw fucking Edson Barbosa in his last fight. How many kicks did that fucking guy throw against Dan Hooker? All of them. And Dan Hooker is no yeah. slouch, man. Yeah. And you, you want to talk about the output? I think that a lot of phys- uh, physical strength and conditioning coaches have been learning a lot. Yeah. And you've been seeing that they've been improving a lot. And, you know, I just see, like, Calavitas fighters have the same, like, win-loss as other strength and conditioning coaches. Anwar Assad lost in his last Bellator fight training with Coach Cal. Mm-hmm. You know, Pico looks amazing. He's a phenom, right? See, but that's the tough thing about fighting, though. Yeah, granted, the trainer's job is to make sure that you are in the best shape possible. But when it comes down to it, you can be in amazing shape and still lose on fight night. Like we saw with TJ. I'm sure he was in the best shape he possibly could have been. I'm sure that his drastic weight cut had a negative impact on his performance. Of course. But, weight cuts always have some sort of... Of course. But the, I'm saying the trainer could do everything in his power and your fighter could still lose. So 100%. it's tough. It's yeah. tough, you know what I mean? I think that um, even more... It's even more important that you have a f- coach who is there to work with your... Like, skill work coaches. I think that... Like skill work is more important. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that if you're losing fights over and over again, rather than pointing to a strength and conditioning coach for something that needs to be switched up right away, I would be more quick to say, okay, maybe I need to bring in another skill coach or potentially switch camps. Yeah, who I think is better for TJ <coughs> is Dwayne Bang Ludwig. 
Yes. Than Coach Calavito. Yes. And I think the TJ's success can be weighed way more on Dwayne Ludwig's skills that he's taught to TJ. Yeah, I think I think yeah, exactly. Like that bang Muay Thai man, it's next level. Mm-hmm. What they what he's teaching guys and what they're doing in their fights is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I don't know if we've weighed in on this. You want a oh, really quick though. Yeah. So while we're on the the topic of strength and conditioning, I want to name a fighter who busts the myth that you need a strength and conditioning coach. Who am I thinking of? Because we talk about conditioning and fighting, and yeah, conditioning, you really need to work at it. And you need to work immensely hard. But I think you could do it yourself, because a lot of fighting is about mental training. Now, what fighter does all the strength and conditioning by himself and has easily some of the best conditioning in the UFC? I have no idea what you're thinking of. Does Cerrone have a... Tony Ferguson. He does all of it himself? Tony Ferguson does all of it himself. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Snap Jitsu, buddy. He's out there in his gym, flipping tires, mm-hmm. swinging around, and guess what? He has some of the best conditioning. It's almost bar none, dude. Yeah, I agree. I'd like to see him hurt less often, though. We'll see. I mean, the thing is, when Tony Ferguson gets hurt, it's okay to say he gets clipped, right? Yeah. But he reacts to getting hurt like no one else I've ever seen in the UFC. It's a good point. Name another fighter that gets clipped and does standing garambies and then lands punches right off of that. Well, yeah, the funk style wrestling really plays into look how the, one would react to Look at the Lando Venata fight. Yeah. He should have been out in that fight. Yeah. He was horribly hurt. But his funk wrestling, he did like three or four different transitional moves after getting hit. And I'm like, that, you can say whatever you want about Tony Ferguson. That's fucking really good. Yeah, it is really that's good. That's really good. To be I able mean, to, look how he just fared in the Anthony Pettis fight. He was really hurt. And that's training, man. Yeah. Like, that means he trained to do that shit after getting hit. Mm-hmm. And I find that, like, funk wrestling is so interesting to me because it's all about your movement mm-hmm. and how you can get to a position any way possible. How can you get there? Mm-hmm. And it leads to fun stuff like standing garambies and rolling out of awkward positions, just rolling yeah, out. Yeah, and the more you train that, the more adept you become in transition. And, yeah. and what do you want to force Hitting when you're... like, flying squirrels exactly. and shit. And you want to you force situations like that when you're trying to defend yourself on the fly. Because it, yeah, because he knows that all he has to do is make himself untargetable. Mm-hmm. And so when Just he gets, protect his head, yeah, really. when he gets clipped, uh, what are you going to do Hit in a standing Granby? Hit him in the side, yeah, maybe? Maybe. And it'll be a glancing blow because he's moving. And if you stand still trying to throw a strike, he's going to hold, he's going to, he's going to grab onto you, try to close the distance and protect himself. And then you got to be worried about those sharpened elbows. Juan I mean, Archuleta does not look like his brother. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a powerful. He needs to work on the hair growth in the mustache area. Yeah, he looks like a uh, Hispanic Demetrius Johnson. No, he looks like a Hispanic old sensei from those like Master from Splinter those kung fu movies where they have like the wispy mustache yeah. and they they stroke it. My students, but yeah, man, he these uh, walkouts for Bellator. I just can't. Ferguson might be the exception, but I think he busts the myth that you need some nootropic. Fucking here, here's uh, here's Dax. Let it be known, I don't think anybody needs a nootropic. Uh, you know what I mean, though. He's, he, I'm just saying like a random word. Here's Dax Tyson, head of strength performance at fucking Wizard Snapper Academy, and he's like, hey, give me twenty grand. Yeah, I a know month that and- some people don't need it, but to say that it doesn't help, it certainly does. To have well, some- I think Tony Ferguson does so much work on his own. That it builds up that mental, because I feel like a lot of your conditioning work is just building mental confidence. That's true. But don't you think he's more stressed out? Like, he has much more to consider. And I think hiring a strength and conditioning coach alleviates a lot of worry. No, because he's having fun. You show up to training, 
and you don't have to think about what you're going to do that day. You're being told. But Tony me. Ferguson is having fun with it. He'll have four-hour workouts. Four hours. Think about that. You're doing conditioning work for four hours. Yeah, but don't you think that there's a point of diminishing returns in that? Of and course. he's doing it so much because he just enjoys it but that it's, much. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's why he's so scary. And you know, I was not a Tony Ferguson fan. I actively rooted against him most of his career, mm-hmm. but he kept beating fighters I liked, so I just started being like, all right. <laughs> He's cool. Yeah. You know, I'm down with 10th pl- Planet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I shared a similar belief because, you know, he came up, started calling himself the boogeyman. Or El Kukui. Kukui. Yeah, it's just like, all right. But then, you know, guess what? Uh, he's El Kukui, though. And he, I think he genuinely wants his fights to be as hard as possible, which is terrifying. I like that, though. That's the one thing that He's I really the one like. fighter I know that's like, yeah, make it as hard as possible. Yeah, and I love that meme on the internet where it's like, um, Tony, Tony Ferguson, Ferguson be the type of fighter yeah. to give his opponent steroids. steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> I think he would, dude. I think if he told him that he was used to the girls, he'd be like, guess what? I still got you. Yeah. Oh, these fighters have great records. Holy shit. I told you Juan Archuleta is no joke, man. 21 and 1. Oh, my God. Juan Archuleta trains at Coach Calavita. Does he really? Yes, he does. He well, trains we'll with TJ Dillashaw. We'll see how it goes. They both look to be in great shape. Yeah. Ricky Bendejas is on a six-fight win streak. He's 11-1. and one. Powerful tats. They're not terrible. I've seen worse. Actually, I was going to say, like, uh, better than nice. Alan Crowder's tattoos. It's not even close. Oh. But, yeah, man, I'm excited for this fight. I want to see. I want to see another Coach Cal disciple. Oh, see TJ's in the corner. Juan Archuleta for one sixteen fight win streak. Did you see that TJ was in the corner for Juan Archuleta? Right oh, there. there he is. Yep. Yeah. I hope someone in the stands is just like Cejudo landed those punches. Dude, we got to talk about that. Have we talked about that? No, since we'll it talk about it after this fight. Okay. Because I want to touch on that card. Frank Trigg, the referee. Let's see if he stops this fight early, like TJ's was. Jesus Christ, you can't help yourself. We'll talk about it after this fight. We'll talk about it after this fight. But guys, if you're tuning in now, we are watching Juan Archuleta fighting Ricky Bendejas. I really hope it's pronounced Bendejas, otherwise we look like absolute assholes. It definitely is. Okay. 457, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. How else would it be pronounced? Ricky Bendejas? (laughs) <laughs> Definitely not right. <laughs> now I'm positive. I was 99%. Oh, a knee pick. Juan Archuleta hits a knee pick out of the gate. This is bantamweight, yeah? Nice What, what is this, your uh, Uriah Faber fight? That's that old school. Nope. Do you know what? This can be completely attributed to Coach Cal's training methods, yeah. baby. Let's go. Jesus. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, Ricky Medeas getting a little finger in the fence there. I don't like that. He's trying to break Juan Archuleta's hands. Not going to happen. Ricky needs to watch Coach out. Cal has a strong oh. emphasis on grip training. Shut Let's up. go, baby. Take the back. Hey, get your fingers out of the fence, you fucking cheater. It's cool. It happens by accident. Yeah, man. Foot wow. stomps. This is Juan pro- is really putting a lot into these strikes, man. Jesus. And he's going all out with these foot stomps. He's just shuffling around. He's trying to get... Ricky to loosen up. Loosen up. And stop being heavy. And he'll toss him as soon as that happens. Oh, whoa. Oh. Juan lets go and lands two punches on the break. 
But yeah, that's a great thing that you pointed out there because a lot of people, um, they have a very heavy base, obviously, when someone's grabbing on your waist. And while they're being moved, uh, it's very difficult to keep a heavy base. So that's why Juan You're trying to shuffle them around. Trying to shuffle them around. But Ricky did a good job of staying, staying heavy. Staying heavy. It's usually when the guys try to strike back at the guy who has them, that's when they get tossed. Yeah. Ricky stumbles backwards after that jab. Oh, oh my Juan goodness. just misses with a giant, giant hook. Giant right hook. Leaping. He looks very primed, man. Jesus. Good oh, job, baby. No, that look that's Dwayne, dude. Did you see you that? You see the way he's running forward like yeah. that in that stance? That is absolutely Dwayne. Does he does he train with him? I don't if know. Not, I guess I'm an asshole. Well, he trains with well, TJ. He trains with TJ, so he's getting some so of that. So there are definitely some tendencies in there, because I just saw the way he threw that jab switch stances. I'm like, okay, we're watching this. That's, how they, that's how they cut their angles. It's really cool. If they're, if you're going to start MMA and emulate a, a fight style, I think that's the one you'd want to go with. I would emulate, On the feet. I would emulate, uh, I think you can do a little bit better. I like Israel Adesanya. Managing distance, picking your shots. I don't think his that, is hard to do though. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think it's as easy. Yeah, I think not. Dwayne, you can learn it. Dwayne is, has a system set up. Yeah, I think Israel's like oh, Israel I, has he sees physical the, gifts. No, I think he sees the matrix. Yeah, you know what I mean. Obviously, that's a hyperbolic way of saying yeah. he can judge distance better than you or I could. Exactly, and he sees stuff like oh. He sees like your shoulder move, and he's I like, he's, "Oh, he's coming with a hook." He's relying on his talent. Well, oh no, and a breadth of That's, kickboxing. Experience. I was going to say the breadth of kickboxing experience is way more than his physical talents. Both because combined. There's a the, the, what people don't understand is there is a there's not an actual belt system for kickboxing, but he, if, if there's a wealth of knowledge, and you can be like. So far ahead of people. Yeah, not even close. So I think he's he's like on that level. And the striking skills transfer much more readily because the range is much more similar than, say, traditional boxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Ricky's walking down Juan here. Good shot. Second effort might have gotten it there. Yeah, Juan shoots. Oh, Ricky's, Ricky's being very aggressive. Very aggressive. Oh, two good shots there from Ricky. Two very good shots. You know, shots. Ricky's game. He's not shying away, man. Yeah, he's he really is. he's down to throw. Would Juan. you say Juan is slowed a bit? Yeah. I think it's fair to say. I think it's what the Coach Cal's fault, I was gonna say. <laughs> well no, plus like that's the thing, man. No, it's to Coach Cal's credit, when when Juan does well, and then when Juan's not doing well, blame somebody else. Yeah. I mean a lot of fighters come out and they're like springing and they're bouncing everywhere. And after like three minutes, that shit stops. Well, there, there are some fighters who have adopted a fight style that's really difficult to maintain for the duration of the fight. Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is the first one Where that comes to mind. Lunging, the, the way he bounces, though, he's exploding. it allows you to counter so, so much, much more effectively. Because he's, oh, that's a great Because it allows him to slip out with such precision and counter so quickly. But he's exploding nonstop, in and out, in and out, all the time. And when you do that, it is just exhausting on mm-hmm. your calves. I do it for like 30 seconds, and I'm like, <gasps> Mm-hmm. You do that after doing a lot of things for 30 seconds. Hey, yeah, I was going to say, especially fucking your bitch. <laughs> Who do you? <laughs> I didn't expect that deadpan delivery. He was like, yeah. Uh, who do you think won that round? That was tough. That was tough. I think that, see, the thing is, Juan was all exploding, but he wasn't really landing. 
as much as I would have liked him to. But I think based off the first initial... He he was taking... Well, he took Ricky's back there at the end, too. The exchange. I think that Juan won that first one. But that's... It's a close round. It's a 10-9 for sure. Definitely a 10-9 for uh, Juan there. But... I think Ricky can come back pretty heavily if he starts landing some like one twos, staying in Definitely. there. Definitely, I liked I liked what I was seeing during the middle of that round. He had Juan up against the fence, and he was being Ricky was being very aggressive. So I think he might might be able to win, <laughs> stick it out, overcome the adversity. Yeah, if Juan wins, I'm going to move out to California and train with Coach Cal. Me too. I'm not even going to fight. He just gets it. I'm just going to. He just gets it. And then everyone who trains with Coach Cal feels so good. Dan Henderson and his very beautiful Dude, wife. Dude, Dan Henderson's wife is jarringly You're attractive. You're on that freak shit. Jarringly attractive. I know, right? Yeah, that freak code. That freak code. <laughs> I know that freak code. A beautiful wife. Beautiful wife. I know what you're talking about. I'm talking about my wife. Beautiful wife. Dude, she is. Dan looks pretty good too. She's gorgeous. Though. Have you ever seen that? But clip? his wife. Have you ever seen that clip where he holds a banana and she eats it out of his lap? Come on. And I was just Come like, he's on. having so much fun in retirement. Come on. So much fun in retirement. Jesus. She's like pretty young too, right? Yeah. Much younger than he is. Yeah. I think he's in his early forties and she's in her early. Yeah, 40s. but he looks like he's seventy-five. Fighting forever will do that to you. Wow. Great counter there by Juan, uh, Ricky. Dude, Ricky, what defense he has. That was great. These guys are high level, man. Whoa. That was a little... He's leaping. He's got to use that, his footwork That was very Lineker-esque right there. He's got to use his footwork to get inside there. Four minutes into the second round. 58, 57, 56. Whoa, dude. Juan is exploding so much. He's extra tired. But he's... He's not exploding with jabs or straights. He's exploding Leaping with these big hooks, hooks man. <laughs> and yeah, you'll score a knockout with those punches. But Ricky's seeing them from a mile away. Yeah, I, yeah. And he has that reach, so you're literally sacrificing all of that explosive movement, all that energy, if he sees it coming. Juan just got poked in the eye. He kept the fight going, though. Whoa, Ricky catching the kick. Not, no damage secured off of it, nope. though. Ricky, though, I like coming forward now. I told you. I was uh, if he can and... land some straight Ooh. punches, I'll be really happy. That that missed. Oh, one. One nice. is he's trying to take down Ricky again. That bull charge forward kind of paid off there. Wow. Ricky's strong, though, man. Did you see the leverage he's able to apply to stay on his feet? He's got those long arms. That overhook's a lot of pressure. Good stuff. I'm shocked Juan got away from those uh, foot stomps. Yeah, I definitely agree. Where's the where's the oh is it the forum in LA? Yeah, it's the, the forum. Holy shit, dude! Everyone's at the forum, mm -hmm. yeah, including Joel, John Jones Pegagrams. Joel Alstein was just there. Who's Joel Alstein? That a uh, crazy rich preacher guy. You don't know him? I'm at a loss, bro. I watched this video. Joel Olstein is this the guy that says like sowing a seed of fifty dollars into his bank account? He's that preacher. He's, yeah, he's that big preacher in Texas, and there was this giant controversy when the hurricane hit. He bought a hit. private plane. No, when the hurricane hit, and people were like, "Please let us come inside," and he wouldn't let them into his church. You didn't hear about this? Well, he was at the forum, and there was this guy who looked a lot like him, and he wanted to see if he could get inside for free, pretending to be Joel Olstein. And it was the funniest fucking Did it work? video. Yeah, it worked. 
Dude, a guy did that. Okay. He drove up and was like, I'm here for the event. And they were like, oh, my God, are you Joel? And he was like, bless you. Yes, I am. And he, like, just kept walking by everyone going, bless you. Praise Jesus. And he Dude, literally walked is through this the same all guy? the security. Is this the same guy who did Clay Thompson? I don't know. A guy, this guy did this video where he dressed up clearly not. He pretended to be Joel Osteen. Got, okay, well, well I was yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's weird, huh? No, but I'll say he walked really past quick, all though. the security, yeah, okay. got backstage, and was literally about to go out and like speak as though he was Joel Alstein. No, no one said a thing. No, no one, one said a him. thing. Well, he, a guy even stagehands, even stagehands were like, "So happy to have yeah, you cool. here, Joel." Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But this guy did an even crazier thing. He dressed up as Clay Thompson, you know, one of the players for the Golden State Warriors. And he did not look like Clay Thompson. He did not have Clay Thompson's body at all. He's kind of like a dad bod. Really? But he dressed exactly like Clay and had his hairstyle. And his face looked like Clay's. So he was like, What's up, y'all? And he was like going around the tailgate in his fucking uniform, like dunking on the hoops they have up at the tailgate. Is he even tall? Yeah, he's tall. He's relatively tall. So then he he gets in his car and he pulls around to the player's entrance, bro. And he gets into the arena. How does Clay spell his name with a K? Yep. Yeah, Clay Thompson. He actually gets into the arena, bro. He gets in through the player entrance. Just going, ha ha, what's up? Yeah, Yeah, Clay Thompson's 6'7". I don't know. Dude, Usually the height's a dead giveaway. He got in, bro. That blows my mind. Wow, Juan is just holding Ricky up against the fence for most of this fight. Not really able to take Ricky down. But Ricky's been kind of, you know, he hasn't been able to get his offense off. All he's been able to do is defend Juan's advantage. He's been forced to be defensive the entire fight. So I think that's a two for Juan in my humble estimation. Two for Juan? Yeah. Two for Juan. (laughs) Yeah, two for Juan... Bring in, bring in your coupons. Shit. Bring in your coupons. That is two rounds for Juan, though. Ricky has to finish him in the third. <laughs> now I can't, in all seriousness. Now I can't help but here. That's two for Juan. <laughs> two for Juan. So stupid. Oh, my God. I hate myself. Jess. I love uh, a couple of my Spanish friends. Their mom has, has the funniest accent. Their mom? Yeah. And they'll just Their say... siblings? It'll, it'll, it sounds like a... S- like sarcastic comedian accent where they're just like Jess what what do you guys want for lunch it's a great accent Lo- I wish I were foreign I spend a lot of time wishing that I was f- too much really yeah. w- where from I would like to be like anywhere different or like Mali like somewhere or, in, somewhere in like Africa so you could have like one of the coming to America accents no I don't like that we're from the Umbatu tribe like after seeing Black Panther I literally wanted to be from the Jabari tribe oh hugs Kiss and makeup. I mean, how cool is that, dude? Uh, it's all right. My thing is, ah! you could. You don't want to be from there? I would like to be like a Senegalese royal. Unpopular opinion. That movie's overrated. Oh, yeah. Definitely does not deserve an Oscar. I think, okay, here's what I would say. That's all I'm going to say. I think it should have been nominated for its cultural import- importance. But if there were a separate category for no, that. No, no, no. I think that's why it's getting nominated. I think there, it's not about actually considering them for the award because I don't think the movie was that good. Really? Because it's but nominated it's, for the best okay. film. I know, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I it's understand. A, they're honoring it with the nomination, saying we're we're admitting, we're showing you guys that we bel- know that it's culturally important, mm-hmm. that this was an important moment because it's like the first 
you know, prominent black superhero I get getting that. in uh, his first And film. I think that's... Well, it's not the best Marvel movie by any stretch. Yeah. It's still culturally important within that context. Yeah, well, then you should write, you know what you should do? You should write articles about its cultural importance and not nominate it for a an award that is meant to go to the objectively, objectively yeah. the best but film of the year. I'm not mad I'm at them mad. honoring him with a nomination. I'm not mad either. I think I'm it's saying, fine that they're doing that. I would be upset if I were... The director or the actor, oh, like an artistic movie. Exactly, that got exactly. I heard Bradley Cooper didn't get nominated for best director for uh, *A Star Is Born*. *A Star Is Born*. Really? Which was like the biggest snap. Everyone was like, "What?" Because I know every woman in the world saw *A Star Is Born* and cried after it. Wow. Yeah, I know every woman. Juan just dropped Ricky on his head. This fight's not going Ricky's way. Well, Ricky's just been on the back foot the whole time. I mean, it's not that Juan's. Like, Juan's been fighting a good fight. Don't make a mistake about it. But he hasn't been really getting off his offense either. Yeah. It's, it's just more that he's... Defensive for- wrestling from exactly. Ricky. Exactly. It's just more that he's forcing Ricky to have to defend stuff. Definitely. Like, Ricky has to defend his jumping hooks. Mm-hmm. And Ricky's not getting the counter offense off. Like, um, I want to see him do what T.J. Dillshaw did to John Lineker. Where... Duck under those looping punches and, and get, maybe back. get a takedown yourself. Yeah. Or maybe answer back with straights. Because I think Juan Archuleta is a little too athletic for you to beat him at the hook game. Yeah, definitely. I think that's how you get knocked out against him, and I think that Ricky knows that. But the thing is, Ricky hasn't responded. He hasn't had that dialogue of strikes back and forth. I think you're absolutely right. Black Panther's overrated, man. It's predictable. Oh, my God. I think Michael B. Jordan's performance is really good in it, though. Uh, yeah, that's, like legit. That's one thing I'll say. If you that movie, he like had a, one of the most. That metal. movie is like a seven, but if you remove Killmonger, it's, it's like, a, like five a five or a four. It's a, like a five. It's av- It's it an be, average movie. It would be painfully average yeah. if not for Killmonger, because because he looks so dope with all the fucking so starification. Dope. So dope. And then he's like, his final monologue where he fucking pulls the spear out and just bleeds out. Where he says, uh, throw my ashes into the ocean. It's badass. Like, that was one of the most badass moments in any Marvel movie. And I was like, okay. Okay. But then without that, it is literally just probably the most predictable. T'Challa had nothing to do in that movie. Yeah. They make a movie called The Black Panther. And the least interesting character is The Black Panther because they didn't give him a character arc. Yes. He's just like, it's hard being king. I'm so full of revenge. And it's like, wasn't that your arc in Civil War? Yes, that's what, what he What, are does. you doing the same exact arc? Yeah. And then guess what? No. And then they had a bunch of scenes where it's literally throwaway dialogue of different people walking around Wakanda. Like the scene where he goes see and sees the Border Tribe guy is literally just setting up the betrayal of the Border Tribe guy. Mm-hmm. It, hold, it held no other significance. And first of all, you didn't even need that scene because he's introduced in other scenes. So it was just complete, like, and then, like, that conversation he has with uh, Lupita Nyong'o. I agree with you. Unpopular opinion. And talking about, like, random unpopular stuff. opinion. I enjoyed Aquaman more. I oh, watched Aquaman. I, I enjoyed Aquaman a lot more. I enjoyed it. Because yeah. Jason Momoa is It's hot. another takedown so from, from Juan. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, you're gay. Those are strikes. That <laughs> <I didn't laughs> no, no, come on. You I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He, he is a very good-looking guy. He made Aquaman cool again. Like, fun. Like, literally. That movie was not a great movie, but it was fun. It was fun. Great change of pace. It didn't feel like a Marvel movie. Every time you watch a Marvel movie, you can kind of... You could walk in halfway through it, and you'd be like, oh, this is a Marvel superhero This film. felt, like, distinct. Distinct, exactly. While the other movies, they feel very formulaic. It's like, okay, oh, shit. That was a great shot from Ricky. Too he's little, too late. Though. Too little, too late. He's 19 seconds. Maybe he'll finish him really quick. Like, uh, Korean zombie got finished. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, Ricky just didn't get his offense. Nine off. seconds. Oh. Definitely be more conservative if you're Juan. Just got kicked in the head. You won the whole fight. Don't want to lose it in the last two seconds. I think if were more aggressive with his striking, he could have won He could have won the fight. Yep, I agree. That's what I would tell him if I were in his corner. I would have walked in there and be like... I think his game plan was probably a little too yeah, defensive. Definitely. We were too conservative. Because if he forced the action, I think he beats Juan in, in a stand-up yep, fight. I agree. I agree. But that's why you fight mixed martial arts, baby. That's a, fu- that's a win for Juan. Yeah, it is. He advances to 22-1. and one. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. My man's securing the package. All because of Coach Cal. Yeah. Jake Hager <laughs> it's versus, all because of Coach Cal. versus J.W. Kaiser up next. What do you think of Amber Heard and Aquaman? I she did Super it. hot. So, so hot. So hot. So right? hot it painful. hurts a little bit. It was painful. Like, I, the whole time I see her, I'm like, what? Wow. 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 Like, really? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, apparently I have a thing for fire red hair. Right? I, like, everyone's making fun of the wig, and I'm like, I kind of dig it. Kind of I'm gonna buy it and hold on to it just you're so buy it. You're that when I no, I think you're you in like fucking heels. <laughs> Look like, at myself in the mirror, you're in, like, just like you're in fuck me pumps wearing the hair. I'd fuck. Would me. you fuck me? <laughs> I think goodbye me. horses is playing. Goodbye horses, and then you just tucking my dick up between my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fuck me. No, but I'd fuck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Amber, shit. Amber Heard looks great. Um, she did. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I hope that Johnny Depp didn't abuse her because if he did, he I'm, on her, the, I'm on her. I'm on her. Did he like bitch slap a couple of his ex girlfriends? I don't know. He's been married twice, right? Yeah. Yeah. His French wife? His French wife? They ex-wife, weren't married. Biggest tooth gap I've ever they seen. They weren't married. Biggest tooth they, gap I've they, ever they seen. They were together for like 12 years. And it's just, you could fit this fucking mic cord in between that, those teeth. <laughs> Dude, it's powerful. Ooh. And. When I saw it, I was like, oh, that's the most French thing I've ever seen. It is the most French thing. But ever. she is, like, so French that it's insanely hot. Do you know why they don't fix that? What? They can put the cigarette in between the teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then hands-free. Dude, hands-free. I love how, like, like every other country but America loves cigarettes. Other than, like, Canada. Canada's on our wave of, like, don't smoke. Do you know why? What? Because they're dying off from that instead of obesity. That is true. Dude, because you go there and everyone's skinny. Yeah. Like, no one's eating hamburgers in France. They're like, ooh, no, no, no. But then Mm -hmm. they're like, here, really quick, I'm smoking five packs a day. And the thing is, especially Asian countries, we go to a school where it's very multicultural. Very. We have a lot of international students. And every Asian student smokes. Like, chain smokes. They smoke a lot. It's shocking. And they're also wearing high fashion all the time. Yeah. And like, we're, only we're, Yeezys, only Gucci, and then they're just chain-smoking, unfiltered Yeah, but models. smoking, especially in the circles we run, like, in it, it, like, do you know any guys in their mid-20s, or girls for that matter, who smoke? I don't know any. No. The only people who smoke in America are, like, townies. Yeah, I feel like it's either rich people or poor people. Like, yeah, I don't know any... There's no any in between. In between. There's no, like, like people who are just chilling who are who like, smoke I just regularly. love smoking. Other than, like, cigars. Yeah, I guess. But, but cigars I, I aren't really I, ca- I consider those to be in a different category. I was going to say. Now, hookah, a lot of college kids do hookah. And I did not know that hookah is ten times worse than cigarettes. so bad. It's, it's so bad. I heard that um, one hit of a hookah is, like, ten cigarettes. I went to a hookah lounge twice, and both times I did not. Uh, I got a portable mm-hmm. hookah at my friend's apartment. Not okay. And we did it. 
and it literally it felt like my whole body was full of smoke. It was yeah, one of the only right? times where I was like, "Oh, there's just so much smoke." Fun inside. for a little bit, and then you get lightheaded, and then you're like, "I'm this is probably because of the carbon monoxide poisoning." Yeah, because there have been multiple multiple occasions where students will go to hookah lounges. And then they'll have issues either getting home or they'll, like, crash on the way home because of carbon monoxide poisoning. They'll lose consciousness. But has smoking ever been, like, addictive to you? Any sort? No. No. Neither have I. But I don't think I've ever – like, I've never smoked a cigarette. Neither So there's no – like, I would never – Have you ever had, like, a backwood? I don't know. I don't even know what that is. It's, like, the 25-cent, like, no. tobacco Because the things. thing about it is – The thing this, about backwoods is you're supposed to unwrap them and then fill it with marijuana – with oh, the really? tobacco and create a blunt. That's why. See, I, but the thing is, I have no desire to try those things because the score is posted, baby. Like, do you want we emphysema know, yeah. or COPD? Yeah. Almost all... I was just asking you if you had tried it. You I know, know, but I'm just saying all those diseases, they don't... don't people don't realize... Guy, like, no, but the prevalence know, of those... People know, though. Almost all of them post smokers or current. Right. Here's what I say to bet the ball back. Of course. Like, everyone knows that. But I feel like some people... So then why do you think people still do it? It's the South Park thing. They made fun of, like, the dude who wanted to shut down cigarettes was also, like, 400 pounds. Mm -hmm. So the whole episode of South Park, he's like, we need to shut this down. And he's eating, like, burgers the whole uh -huh. time. And he's like, these guys are just killing people. Yeah. And I think that's true. Like, like people are going to have their addictions. I think just the smoking is one of the worst ones to pick. I agree. I definitely agree there. I don't know. I think a lot of people... If you're... It's like, still prevalent the thing, in like, the hipster cultures. Hamburgers will kill you in 40 years. Cigarettes will kill you in 20. And your love of hookers will kill you in five. Why? You know, because the, the pimp's going to come back and you're going to be all out of the I change. I pay. I always pay. And tip. And you're like, dude, cinnamon's a great tip. I pay and tip. <laughs> pay and tip. It's, you're like, I love the service. It's con Yeah. Why, why would I not? I'm incentivized to tip more. <laughs> oh, my God. Rory McDonald looking like my fucking math teacher. Dude, what the fuck? Is he actually a substitute teacher? And then there's the Asian chick that missed weight. She missed weight? Remember? No. Didn't she lose her belt because she missed weight? Or was that in the UFC? Oh, it was in the UFC. The, the Hawaiian fighter in the UFC, she was the flyweight champ. And she missed weight so much. Recently? Yeah. Nikki Montana, Nico Montano. Oh, yes, she did. Yeah, this isn't that chick. That's my bad. This is McFarlane. She still is the champ. Mm. This is a badass bitch. Now, Montano, I watched her get ready, and guess what? Eh, she missed weight again. So they were like, hey, here's your belt. Gone. I don't blame I don't blame them at all. And then That's ridiculous. They they need to give it to the bullet because she deserves it. Does she it. have I don't I don't even know what she, this woman looks like. Did she Valentina, have too much body fat or was she just cutting far too much weight? I don't know. I genuinely don't, don't know. know what the problem is? I mean, it's not. She was nowhere near as bad as um. What's her face, the Gracie prodigy? Oh, Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie Dern. She's not a Gracie prodigy. you know, you jiu-jitsu. Jiu jitsu yeah. Mackenzie Dern, fucking. She loves pigs in a blanket. Yeah, that's my thing. Because like here's she, the thing. Like, that's like me like trying to make weight for a fight and then going, oh man, I can't make it. Just you know, I could make it next fight. Yeah. And it's like, no, you definitely ate Zeppelis before the fucking fight. 100%. 100%. You know, like, don't be full of shit. Like, don't don't uh, piss on me and tell it me is, it's raining. Admittedly, it is more difficult for women to cut weight for obvious reasons. Yeah. Well, they have more body fat. Inevitably. Inevitably. But uh, it is more difficult. But she should still make weight. What the fuck? I mean, you have all those, like, twerk out videos now, though. Uh, you want Mackenzie Dern to twerk the weight that'll off? Show, dude, have you seen those twerk out videos? 
Like, they're actual videos. They're not even, like, club dancey videos. And it's, like, a twerk out. Have you ever seen those? Jake Hager versus J.W. Kaiser. Oh, it's a heavyweight fight. Coming Holy up next. Shit. But, you know, do you understand what I'm saying, though? Like, these, these videos, it's essentially you're working out via twerking. Okay. And it, I tried one. Once. Of course you did. Yeah, once. Dude. It was a free class. What? It was a free class. What? Is it, well, plus I also wanted to meet chicks, if I'm being completely honest. So I, I went there with ulterior motives. But let me tell you, five minutes in, I was like, we're out of here, dude. Because it was much, much too hard. Like, these chicks were doing, like, a handstand and twerking during the handstand. And I'm like, dude, the fact that they thought I could do that, I found comical. Like, they were like, just hop on up on your hands. Hop on your hands. And I'm like, I haven't hopped on my hands since I was like five. I don't know how I'm supposed to do, like, <laughs> how am I supposed to sleep now? Like the mental <laughs> image of your twerking. handstand Dude, I'm a twerking. fake boy. You would, you would love to see me twerk. Y- yeah? Yeah. You think? A little bit. Okay. You know, that's why we have such good chemistry podcasting. I, no, I think we have great chemistry because you haven't seen me twerk. Yeah. <laughs> it would cause uh, scar tissue on the relationship. No, I think it would fracture fracture my mental state, and then I would need therapy. It would just lobotomize yeah. you. And then I would attempt happened. suicide, but it would just be a cry for help. You know, I, <laughs> want, I would do it with no conviction. Yeah. <laughs> and then the doctor would come and you'd be like, his ass crack was so big. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> just pugilistic dementia. I'm just going to keep saying it over again, ass. 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 He wears cotton panties. Oh, I don't, I don't. What's right. happened? Jake Hager coming up next. Yeah, okay. JW I'll be right back. I'm going to go get another drink. Grab me one. Water, please. Yes. Oh, you want Just water? water? You got it, buddy. Hey, oh, gra- we'll be back with Jake Hager versus JW Kisser. Grab, grab some of that goodies. Kisser. Powder. That good, good? No, goodies powder. Like it's Jake? in the cabinet. Okay, I'll work on that. Do that. It's, headache. <laughs> it's just headache medicine. Oh, it is okay. Yeah. After you talked about shaking your ass, and my fucking head <laughs> is killing me. It's killing me. So we never came back to that Henry Cejudo, TJ Dillashaw fight. Um, for those of you who have not seen it, it lasted, I'll say, between 20 and 25, maybe 30 seconds long. Um, TJ came out very aggressive. He got clipped behind the ear. And for those of you who don't know, uh, shots behind the ear tend to throw off one's equilibrium, making it very difficult for you to find your footing. So he was stumbling all over the place. Uh, Henry quickly landed a couple more shots. Uh, one of the shots was more of a, a shove than anything, but uh, nevertheless, TJ was like falling all over the place. And the last time he got shot, uh, hit rather, by Henry, TJ reached for a single leg, put his head in the proper spot, and was working on a single leg, and the referee uh, jumped in and stopped the fight. Um, and I felt as though it was a bit premature uh, because we don't know what was going to happen. We don't know if three seconds later TJ could have been just fine, he could have hit the takedown, and the fight would have been on its merry way, or, for that matter, Henry could have landed a few more strikes and TJ would have been out cold. But the referee intervened so early that it really just, the fight didn't seem like anyone decisively won, in my opinion. So I think it's really, really tricky. It sucks for both guys. It really does. TJ worked extremely hard to get his body weight down low enough to to the point where he could comfortably fight at 125. And Henry worked extremely hard, too. He he came in in fantastic shape. 
absolutely no complaints about how he performed at all. It just sucks to win in that sort of fashion when you work so hard and everything boils down to 25 seconds. And then after the fact, the fans are disappointed and people don't know what actually would have happened. So, you know, excuse me, I hope they run it back. Uh, It's difficult to say what will happen now. Uh, We don't even know if the 125-pound division will even be a thing uh, despite the fact that Henry Cejudo won the fight. So it's tricky. It's really tricky. It, re- it really is a shame. I know TJ is so competitive that he's going to want the fight again at 125. Uh, I think there have been rumors that Henry said, you know, we can do it again, but he wants to go up to 135 and challenge for that belt now so he can be the champ champ because that's all the rage these days, as Magatu would say. Um, but it's a, it's a real shame. It's a bummer. Um, I don't know. I, if anything, I'm more impressed with Cejudo, uh, especially all the leaps and bounds he's made in his career in such a short amount of time. Um, he came to the UFC very competitive. Obviously, has some of the highest level wrestling that we've seen in MMA so far. Gold medal Olympian doesn't get much higher than that. And then uh, when he came back and fought mm-hmm. Demetrius Johnson the second time, he looked absolutely phenomenal. Won a very close decision. Still won. Nevertheless, and then he came uh, came out against TJ, and he looked great again. Granted, the fight was short, and we don't know exactly how it would have played out if it had been stopped at a more appropriate time. But are you talking about the TJ stoppage? Yeah, I covered my uh, position. I pretty much agree with your position on that one. I think that it sucks for both guys, man. That's exactly because, and what really bothers me is that there were MMA fans telling Henry to not be as happy, and I think that that's bullshit. People were like, definitely be happy. People were like, why were you so jubilant? Like, you need to admit that it was a bad stoppage. That's not his job. His job is not to speak on the stoppage. His job is to, to fight. deal with the decision afterward, you know? Fight the fight, deal with the decision afterward. The fact that people were asking him, like, why is he acting sloppy? This is bullshit. Hey, man, he won the fight. And it sucks that circumstances under which I don't even happened. think he was particularly ecstatic. I think he was more relieved. But than to anything. ask him to, to ask him to tamp down his... His excitement, though, I was like, that's gross, man. I don't like that. And, yeah, was it, did, it, did it feel a little unfair to TJ? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it definitely did. It was very early. It was a very early stop. Well, it was early for a champ-champ fight, man. And John McCarthy, if you guys want to know, like, I think the perfect opinion on this was John McCarthy's. You can go we'll look up the video. I think he, he did an interview with MMA Fighting mm-hmm. where he talked about it and kind of just gave the lowdown... I love how like how flagrantly you just do cocaine on the podcast. It really adds some flavor. I'm doing it incorrectly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> is, you're like, is this how you cocaine? And then just... Glah. You're like that two shots of vodka chick. And two shots of, of vodka. vodka. <laughs> Turns it upside down. I want to party with that chick. Seems like it'd be a lot of fun. I guess. You don't think so? Nah, man. Dude, she's going to get me fucked up. You can do that yourself. This is so cringy. I hate that Bellator does this. Bellator interviews fighters before, before the fight. they fight. Don't like, do that. right before they fight. Dude. I would rather you interview me after the fight, even if I get knocked yeah. out. Yeah. Don't. What is this, man? He's warming up. Well, I'm the most nervous I've ever been in my entire life. Like, leave him alone, dog. I'm warming up right now. You're actually kind of making me get pretty cold. Um, Whoa, dude, he trains at Dave Bautista's MMA in Ybor City Jiu-Jitsu? Might run into him. Dave Bautista MMA? 
Is that near Ybor City? Yeah, can we Google that? Where's Dave Batista MMA gym? Maybe there's uh, multiple Ybor cities. Okay. I don't think so. I think it's just the one Ybor. You know, it looks pretty good for a heavyweight. Jesus. J.W. Kisser looks a little old. Oh, he looks a little old. I think, whoa. I think we're setting up Jake Hager here. Wow, I think he just got a tin can fight. That's really annoying. I'm not seeing a gym here, buddy. Oh, it's an open MMA gym right there. Where do you see At this? At Tampa, right there. Done, done, done. There. Oh, yep. So Dave Batista does have an MMA gym. Well, holy shit. I've actually been to a few open mats at Ybor City Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, it's pretty good? Yeah, it's nice. Ybor City's cool. <laughs> you like the open mats, though? But you know, you're like a white belt, so you probably get crunched like a pretzel. I do all right. <laughs> Who do you think would win a grappling uh, match, you or Dave the, uh, Nick the Tooth? I think it'd be a, ma a good match. He's a white belt world champion, though, so he's probably blue belt by now. I think it'd be a good match, though, since I've been a white belt for a fucking fortnight. Yeah. Why are we staring at ourselves? Because I want to look, dude. I like to watch. I'm getting a fucking parallax distortion. But. Bukaki? What? Yeah, I know. Zach, What's going on? Zach and Chris came early in the chat throwing some fucking dirty shit in. Uh, oh well, but such is life. It, you know they they like to do that. They're a couple. They're the the classic degenerates, dude. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, yeah, I was gonna say there's nothing wrong with a little debauchery. But yeah, I I just can't wait until Fedor comes out there against Bader. I feel like that's the fight everyone's been waiting for, you know? And that's the thing about Bellator, man, especially because they wait so long in between the fights. Huh? It's painful, yeah? And let's comment on that again. Hey, Bellator. The, it, so it wasn't just about the respect the troops thing. They're doing it again. No, it wasn't. There's yeah, you're been right. 20 minutes since fucking Juan Archuleta's fight. What is going on? I'm upset. <laughs> well, you know, at least we got a heavyweight bout coming up next. Yes. So Jabs hopefully. will knock people out. So hopefully it'll be... And then we have Aaron Pico fighting, and that'll be exciting. Yeah. I'm sure. Aaron Pico will actually be exciting. Yeah. So I'm looking for Jake Hager to knock out this tin can. No Just offense ASAP. to J.W. Kaiser, but Kaiser did not look in prime shape. He did not. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> he like he'd been Boil on it down for us. Times too. He did not. He, I'm just being real, dude. <laughs> he look at the way and, and then I hope Aaron Pico just goes out there and puts on a clinic... And then we get to see the the mean potatoes of the evening, because <laughs> right now, <coughs> I mean the that that Juan Archuleta fight was fucking asparagus. It's entirely conceivable that we could have three quick stoppages. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think that um, either f uh, heavyweight fight goes the distance. I don't think so either. Because heavyweight heavyweight fights suck when they go the distance because heavyweights don't have the technique of smaller fighters. Absolutely not. So it's just a shit show. They absolutely Which, speaking not. of bad technique for heavyweight fighters, I think that uh, there is a popular opinion flo floating around the MMA circuit that uh, from Brendan Schaub that Greg Hardy's fight with Alan Crowder was the second worst product ever produced aside from CM Punk's fights 
inside the organization. And I'd have to agree. Other than, like, the Derek Lewis Ngannou fight. Of the modern era, yeah. Greg Hardy's and Alan Carter's fight was so low level. It was like watching a street fight. Yeah. In a cage. Like, Alan Crowder had actual technique, but the thing was, it was just it was just rough to watch. Man. I don't even pretend to be a fighter, but when you're making such fundamental, like, errors with the basics, it's, like, it's painful to watch. Because you shouldn't see that in the UFC. Yeah, and we're fight point. fans, so, like, when we watch it, we're just like, well, this isn't high level. Not at all. Because when you see high level, it doesn't even matter if you know how to beat a high level guy, right? You don't need that skill to recognize high level fighting. Absolutely. So, when I watch Greg Hardy's fight, I'm just like, oh, what is he doing? It like, looks like a shitty world star fight. And then he said that that knee looked legal to him, and I'm like, in what fucking in, uh, Yeah, exactly. He had both knees down and was going like this, like, you know I'm kneeling, right? And then Greg Hardy just <laughs> put, put both hands behind just Crowder's leaned head in. and leaned into it. Like, absolutely, it's going to be a fucking no contest. The fact that he thought that that, that was going to get okayed and they were going to keep fighting... Why would what, it, there's no was, incentive for Crowder continue to con, there's no incentive for Crowder to continue after getting his shit rocked like that? Yeah, and I was disappointed with the, Greg Hardy's conditioning. I was disappointed with his technique. Wow, JW Kaiser is excited to be there. You know what? And just saying, now that I see him now, a little bit better shape for heavyweight. He, Fuck all, because he looks like you. Well, no, he's not fully big countryed out. That's what I will say. No, he's not. Because Big Country, you know, he comes out there with the fucking massive gut. This guy just has a gut. My dog's got a gray beard. How old is he? Yeah, can we look up the age on... Because he, he has a bashed in nose and a gray beard. 100 bucks says he doesn't have a wiki. <laughs> I'm right. Unheralded is J.W. Kaiser relishing every moment in his big Bellator debut. Oh, my God. So this is literally they brought in a jobber. He's 0-1. Oh, my God. They literally brought in a jobber. Oh, that's so lame. Oh, it's Jake Hager's debut, too. He's never fought before. What the fuck is this? He must be from, like, he must be a jiu-jitsu guy. Or, like, uh, can we look up Jake Hager? Oh, oh he's, the pro, he's the pro wrestler that's coming over. Jack Swagger? Yes. He is the pro wrestler. That's why he looks so familiar. Okay, well, this makes a lot more sense now. That's why. He's their CM Punk. Yes, but he's actually wrestled. Okay, so he actually is like... He wrestled wrestled. Wrestled wrestled. Not... Are you ready? No, he was an, a good amateur wrestler. Okay. I'd say a tier down from Brock. Okay. But he he was... Because Brock was an NCAA finalist, right? Yes. I don't know if he's a finalist, but he was a good... He was All-American. He was This guy was a collegiate wrestler, and he had like 30-plus pins his senior year. Oh, nice. So he's a good amateur wrestler, and then he went into pro wrestling, and now he's coming over into fighting. So it's 0-0 versus 0-1. The fact mm. that they brought in, like, a, That's why. I knew... The fact that they brought in, like, a 41-year-old 0-1 fighter, though. Huh. 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 I don't know. Someone's trying to sell me something! I don't like Kaiser's odds. Because I know... He seems like he's enjoying his moment. I'm assuming Hager is going to fight... A Brock Lesnar esque style, and I do not like the matchup. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Kaiser has the uh, the tools. I am curious to see how Hager takes damage, though, because that's always a a thing with these people who aren't fighters. It can get kind of squirrely when they get punched in the face. 
Yeah, we saw those CM Punk. One jab and he was rocked. He was on Queer Street. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like me getting hit with a cross, dude, where I'm just Fuck. like, immediately something went wrong <laughs> as soon as I got striked. Uh, systems Struck. are malfunctioning. <laughs> I'm just like, uh. Dude, oh, the, no. it's so campy. I This is so lame. Live music. This is like the opening. Have you ever played Dead Rising 2? No. Where it's like, uh, they do like the most corny. Is that the one that opens sh- in the mall? You open in like the the motocross oh yes zombie yes, yes, show yes, 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 and then yes, it's yes. this campy where they have like bad graphics packages yeah I've seen that and a guy yelling over the top he'll oh. feel right at home with these walkouts from coming from the WWE big up sim though because I do respect guys who and he's in phenomenal shape I do respect guys who play the tough guy and then become like they're like I want to prove the it. tough guy yeah I want to prove it. You know, I'm not saying that the guys in the WD aren't tough. I'm saying that they're going to prove, like, these guys who come over are trying to prove mm-hmm. that they can win the fight. Because the, we already know the WWE is very hard to do. They deal with immense amounts of pain, a, a heavy amount of training, you know? Absolutely. It's it's like gymnastics on fucking steroids over there. Yeah, but yeah no kidding. Especially the frequency at which they compete. Oh, you do 50 shows in a span of one tour. Mm-hmm. And you're just getting fucking hammered with tables. And the thing is, people think they're doing like particle board with those chairs and tables. No, dude. They're breaking fucking giant foldable tables over these dudes' backs. Or getting thrown down on a table. I saw one kid get thrown down on a table in a, on, on a bar stool video. And I'm like, okay. So he's immediately concussed. So that's Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Is that coming in? Oh, I just don't. I'm about to bust a fat nut. <laughs> you know, we appreciate you, Zach. Another commercial? Dude, for fucking Viacom. This is like... There's a reason they're the RC Cola. <laughs> yeah. I told you. We already knew this. We were saying at the stream, right? Before the main card. We had talked about like maybe doing the prelims, but then we realized, oh my god, it's a Bellator card. And it would be a six-hour stream. Easily. So I was like, no, it's probably going to be close to three with the fucking, just the main card. Which we did a UFC uh, watch party with just the main card, and it was like an mm-hmm. hour and 50 minutes. That's how quick and snippy they made it. Those are nice. They flow well. And they fe- they feel really good because you're not waiting 10 years for the fight to start. Mm-hmm. Like how long? We- I felt like it's felt like it- it's been at least 25 minutes. It's been a while. It's been a while. Waiting on the Hager fight. And it's like, okay, get him out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we're back. And their production just isn't as good. It just uh, You're right. It feels campier. 6'5 versus 5'11. Oh. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, he's one and one. I'm, I was off. They haven't updated Sharedog. I love the Bellator gloves, though. 41. If we can get the, better gloves. the red and blue gloves, dude, over into the octagon, I'd like Joe them. Rogan has uh, announced a couple times that the UFC is supposedly working on a new glove design. Thank God. I yeah. really would like that. Because our gloves just don't look. I'm going to run to the restroom really quick. Okay. I'll be right back. Are you sure? Yeah. I think you should wait until after because it's, it's think? yeah it's gonna be fireworks, bro. All right, let's let's hope. If we get outside the first, then you can go. I'm, I'll, then I'll allow you to leave. Thanks. You have a, do I need a, like a bathroom pass or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, some sort of. Object? It's over there on by the door. <laughs> bathroom pass. That was the OG shit from when we were kids, dude. Yeah, 
That bathroom bath, you felt like a god. A giant like, piece of wood like this. I would just throw it up to like teachers like, where are you going? And I'm like, bitch, please. I would hate to uh, look at that thing under a microscope, though. Oh, God. Just the shit growing on that. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Do a man. culture and let's see what's. I mean, here's what I would do. Gonorrhea. I'm such a nice guy. I would just lick it clean. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'd make it gross. I'd like rub it on my Mike Beltran with the nuts. most powerful beard in the game. Yeah, he's a badass Gimli. <laughs> Gimli? Uh-huh. Yeah, I loved you in Lord of the Rings, bro. <laughs> I love how he looks short because his beard is just preposterous. Fucking. And he's huge. Okay, Kaiser's going to have to get in on him. Whoa, hands up. Hands up, Kaiser. Hey, dude, my hands are pretty good. <laughs> I just can't. <laughs> Dude, he looks like his daddy. That's the height. Whoa! Whoa! Two great shots from Kaiser. Hager's Kaiser made... landed when Hager was on his way in. Oh! Oh, wow. Grabbed the foot. That looked like a big brother. Messing around with his little brother. The way he grabbed Kaiser's leg. Rut row. Powerful half guard here from Kaiser. Kaiser looks so much tinier. It's silly. It's like Andre the Giant. Wrestling with fucking we'll see maybe Mysterio. maybe Kaiser will be able to re- retain uh, half guard and then maybe in a, even advance to full guard. Yeah, wishing Jacks. Oh, Nick Mick Foley, tweeting out his support for Jack Swagger here in his debut. Always oh, looking to set up an Americana. Oh, he's about, to get it. he's about to get the Kimura. He's, Kimura. He's about to get it. He's got it, dude. He's got to stop him from extending the arm. Bring it back. There you go. Oh, yeah. His, he's a little out of position. I don't know. Yeah, no. Elbow. He, Elbow. He gave up on it. Ooh. Oh, it was there. It was there. He waited. He's picking up on it, though. Yeah. Already a better technical showing than Greg Hardy. Much. already. Oh, there we go. Oh, that landed. I told you. Ooh. Another one. Ooh. Don't. Just keep doing that. Learn early on in your career that you can end the fight if you just... Prioritize the strikes, man. Another elbow. It's there. Kaiser if you're putting your hand having, on his face, you can Kaiser throw. seems to be having less and less fun. Yeah. <laughs> as the fight goes on. Another one. He another elbow. He seemed pretty hyphy beforehand. Another elbow. Come over. The... But now it seems oh, like... Oh, he's, he's going for oh, a head and arm choke. Oh, head and arm. No, there's no way. You cannot finish it from half like that. You're not Brian Barbarena, dude. If he finishes this, I'm going to be hella questionable. Answer the phone. Oh, my God. Whoa. What was that defense from Kaiser? Whoa. Just didn't know what to do, I guess. Well, they're building him up. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I liked what I saw from him, though. At least least they gave him a good matchup because if he were in the UFC, they'd be like, Maybe have someone in the top 15 for your first fight. And they'd ruin a star. A potential star. A potential star. And you know what? Way better than CM Punk. He's not insulting MMA by fighting. You know? No, he's not. He showed really good tendencies. Like, okay, I think I can elbow here. Bam, he started throwing elbows. I think I can get an arm choke here. Gets the head and arm choke. And dude, if Kaiser's going to let him have it, finish it. That's what he did. Oh, that was really good. He put a lot of pressure there. You see that? Right here. There he, he puts a lot of pressure. S- yeah. That's good. Kaiser, though. We have to have a I talk. I don't know if that's... I don't know if he's been in that position before. 
Oh, wow. He's just, okay. That's an aggressive tattoo to have on your back as a 41-year-old man. I bet he got him. The bloody Spartan helmet. That's why I'm not getting tattoos, bro. (laughs) Hey, just talk to me first, and I'll let you know if it's a horrible idea or not. Yeah. Because that's a bloody Spartan helmet. It's a horrible idea. Shit, I already got one on my ass. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely would know about that. (laughs) Yeah. It's when we were making... Dude, how about that? If we get to, and this is a promise, people can clip this and come back to it. If we get to 20 million subscribers... Yeah, fuck you. We will make a joint twerk out VHS tape. (laughs) Would you be down? Sure. You, You heard it here, folks. Once we hit 20 million, it's happening. I'll make it happen. And plus, it really throws you out of it how quickly Paramount goes from fights to commercials. Like, Hager gets the finish, celebrates, and they immediately cut away. They don't wait until they talk to the announcer. They cut away for another commercial break. Which is not ideal. I'm not a huge fan of it, man. I think they need to make their presentations and they need to make their cards a bit more snippy. Keep the keep the fans interested because we we want to see fights at the end of the day. We love fighting analysis, you know. As people who do like we talk about fights all the time here on the show, that's cool. But we also want to see the fights. You know, I respect what um, what uh, Frank Mir has to say about the fights or um, uh, the real punk. You know, uh, on the casting on the uh, analyst desk, but. I want to see the actual fights, too. And I feel like if they had a bit more of a faster presentation, it would keep fans really invested and interested in what's going on and what's happening. Hi-ho. Yeah, I was just talking about how Paramount immediately cuts away to commercial when Jack Hager gets the win. Gonna make that money, son? Dude, Viacom, man. Jesus. They're like, this reminds me of one of the main reasons I don't like the NFL. The NFL, they call a timeout, and it's within the two minutes of the final, the final two minutes of the end, they're like, cut away to a pizza commercial, and I'm like, hey, man. Yeah, I can't blame you. It gets dicey. Don't want to fucking see that. Yeah, these products, these promotions, their product is at two different levels, still. Yeah, it's still. Bellator is good, though. Like, this is definitely watchable. So, oh. is, so is one. I'm excited for one. <clears throat> Jack Hager on Cloud9, you know, just got his first MMA win. I want to see him continue to develop. Great. He already has more promise than uh, Dan Hardy, for sure. Greg Not Hardy. D- Dan Hardy was phenomenal. <laughs> I'm yeah, talking about say. Greg Hardy. Plus, he's ripped up there, dude. He's in great shape. He's in great shape. Hug your son. Hug your son. Kaiser's like, I'm going to get cut now. Bye. Yeah, I know. Kaiser's like, I have to. <laughs> I'm going to get cut. I have to drop down a couple weight classes. Dude, I don't think he's getting Or retire because I'm about to be 42. Yikes. But I respect the guy trying to make the transition. It usually doesn't work out well, though. But if he can mix it up, heavyweight's the division to do it if you're going to transfer over. Definitely, and the fact that he has a good base is fantastic. He was a good amateur wrestler.
And you can tell he's been through a lot of tribulations to get here. It's probably a really humbling journey for a guy who Shh, you do WWE shows and everyone's like, you're the fucking man. And then you just have to go into the gym and just get beat. Beat up. Uh, yeah. And that's what MMA trading is. It's just getting beat up. Damn. You know. Kaiser went from being okay to not okay so quickly. Because he, uh, the way he put the pressure on was good. Cinched it all up. It was all on that shoulder, man. I just don't know why he didn't do anything. Anything to defend. Anything. <laughs> I'm just anything. shocked. No hip movement at all. No hip movement. I don't think it was going to happen. Bro. Didn't answer the phone. Like, basic. I mean, it's fine. I wanted to see it's him, fine. like, thrash a little bit more. It's at least fine. thrash. Because here's the thing like, world star people know to thrash. They know <laughs> they're not in a good position. And maybe thrashing isn't good. It's like, definitely think, not good. I don't think they'll say it's good in a Gracie tutorial, but at least it shows that you want to get out of there. Yeah. I would prefer no. Don't thr- like thrash a little bit. Do something. Something. Exactly. Don't just let it happen. Like <laughs> yeah. armbar. Let it happen. Exactly. Where you're just like, oh, he has an armbar, kind of. Did he finish him with an armbar, or was yeah, it? A, he had him in a triangle choke. Was it a triangle or? An armbar? He had him in a triangle choke, and I think he might have switched to the arm after the triangle choke was in, maybe. But it was definitely a triangle. Yeah, it was a super quick tap regardless. It and was. it was not that like tight of a triangle. He made it tighter, if I remember correctly. It wasn't that tight, and then he cinched it up again. But the point is, Chell Sonnen said a few days before the fight, he was, like, nervous, and he was confiding in somebody, and he was like, he's going to submit me, he's going to submit me, he's going to submit me. I think That's he might, not good. He might have even said he's going to submit me with, like, a triangle or something. That's not good visualization, Chell. No, it's not. He Especially when Chell was beating the literal piss out of him for four rounds. So close. So close. close. I would have loved to see Chell have the belt, man. Kind of sucks that he never got to reach that level. Especially since they were both probably roided up to their fucking tits. Are they doing a firefighter tribute right now? They always do tributes, man. Do you hate first responders? (laughs) No, man. They're heroes. Is that the new thing we jerk off? Can we talk about that, though? I thought, like, okay, I thought the Patriot boners were all about the troops. And now, out of nowhere... Now it's all about the fucking first responders because the fires got really bad in California. So now everyone's just like, oh, here, first responders. So twerking and now that. Well, dude, you just saw that. And we've seen how many commercials have we seen? Like, our first responders are the real Here come all the firefighters from California. Oh, fucking awesome, dude. (laughs) I'm so happy for you. Absolute heroes. And then there's probably like one guy there who's like, I was the guy who held the clipboards. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I just got hired. <laughs> I think if he did some, if you did something heroic in the California fires, you, you're you're a really great guy, <laughs> dude. Like, what is? You can't even admit that they're heroes. I think that a lot of veterans are heroes. Yeah, some. Yeah, if they did something heroic. Yeah. <laughs> like firefighters too, you know what I mean? Like, Because I feel like some firefighters are like, I'm the guy who makes the chili. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's definitely this misplaced thing where you're a hero just by virtue of being a In member the organization. of that group. Yeah. Whereas I feel like that diminishes the accomplishments of the truly exceptional. Mm-hmm. Like the guys who did kick ass in those California fires and save hundreds of lives. Those guys are obviously heroes. But I feel weird saying like, Definitely. Telling the guy who like wipes down the counters while those guys are out fighting fires, I feel weird calling him a hero, and he's probably Definitely. there at the Viacom thing. Like, my name's Jim. I think you're I'm kidding. I'm going to cleans the weight set you're... while the guys are fighting the fires. Exactly. I think you're kidding yourself if you say that they are all heroes. You know what I mean? I mean, what is the barrier to entry 
fire school. Because guess what? Am I a hero then? Because I've done, I've like held open the elevator for people. You know, like where, where, what's our goalpost on hero? And plus, I feel like we use it moves. And if you yeah, were, if you world, if you use the words too much, it loses meaning. Yeah, exactly. So now it's like hero to me. It doesn't mean as much anymore. Before it used to be like heroes. Like this guy is like a virtuous person mm-hmm. who sac- will sacrifice anything for someone else. His fellow man or woman, yeah. Like and regardless, he doesn't need to know them. He just does it at a virtue of doing it. Mm-hmm. Like that's a hero. And, of course, there are a lot of veterans and there are a lot of firefighters and there are a lot of policemen who fall under that. But there's also Jim who tries to reach in and sneak chips out of the vending machine Definitely. when no one's looking. And that's not to say I agree with you 100%. There are a lot of them are heroes. And I bet if we were to evaluate them by group, I bet there are more heroes oh, who happen to be, they would be a member of those groups and organizations than but, in the general public. But... Don't paint it with a broad brush. A lot of them fucking suck. Yeah. How many guys? I remember this dude. He flunked. He flunked the SAT. So he was like, I guess I'm going to the military. <laughs> yeah, I'd venture to say a lot of them. Yeah, that's dude. The he, case. he bombed his SAT and I'm like, oh. And I feel like that sucks because that diminishes some of the people who are like, I want to serve. And that's that's my biggest thing because there are people who are like, my daddy served, my daddy's daddy served, my daddy's daddy daddy served, now I'm going to serve. I respect like, that. You have, especially, I respect that too. A lot. But then you have the guy next to him who's like, I didn't do oh, well. I got arrested twice. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it I was this fired. or prison. Exactly. And it's like, that sucks. That sucks. Because now was, you're diminishing yeah. his bloodline or you're diminishing someone who felt a calling. Who had other options and they were like, I want to do this for my country. And I think that is He's heroic. Right. Yeah. But the other guy. It's, uh, it's lame. <laughs> exactly. And that's the point. That's the distinction. We're making. Like, yeah. Like another Derek commercial Lewis. break. I'm about to put my foot Dude. through the computer. Yeah, and then they're going to come back and do another montage of first responders. Great. Dude, awesome. Here's what <laughs> I wondered. I wondered, I think, do you ever think EMTs have off days where they're just like, ah, oh, man, I really miss that. H- uh, I really miss that IV. And he died immediately. <laughs> we talked about this, haven't we? Not on the show. Not on the show. No. No, I don't think that. You don't think that? You don't think an off day? You think what will happen will happen? In emergency medicine and emergency res- like medical response teams like that, obviously do the best you can all the time. That's what I'm saying. But there are so many, there's so many protocols and systems in place that prevent you from your your personal problems from. They turn you effect. into a yeah. They turn you into a robot, and they where rem- even if you're just going through the motions, you're doing it properly. Step by step by step, it removes a great oh, deal of. So thought. it's kind of like military training, where you fall to the level of your training. You Absolutely. don't. It's not about how your performance is. You don't rise to your performance. You, you fall to the level of your you training. You can go above and beyond, but even if for some reason you have an off day, and you do the bare minimum, those protocols are in place for you to do them without thinking, and they will. Increase the likelihood of the person surviving. Fedor just said that he wants to become the champion because that would make the Russian people very happy. And it that would. would make him very happy. Surely. Dude, there was a, a Russian guy who worked at my job. and They have the whole bracket up there. I, I said Fedor, and he was like a Yorkie. Like his ears perked, perked up, and up. he was like, Fedor? So yeah, they love Fedor. Fedor. Apparently he's like a nationally recognizable celebrity yeah. over mm-hmm. there. Whereas, like, you walk around with, like, a card of Fedor in America, and people will be like, what? 
and then you'll have some dude in like who has like an Oose shirt on and sit like flip flops, and he'll be like, Fedor. It kind of breaks my heart though. Yeah, that only like guys who are in the scene Under, know who Fedor is. Yeah, and he's probably accomplishment wise the best fighter the of best all time. Fighter. True. Is that Brian Stan? No, it's not. No, it's uh, Josh. Um, it's the real punk. That's why. He, it's oh, his, Thompson. Josh Thompson. There we go. Who's a great fighter? He's already retired now. His profile looks like he looks like Brian Stan because they're both chinned out. Dude, Brian Stan and Josh Thompson have powerful chins. What's Fucking. your favorite uh, Josh Thompson fight? Uh, Nate Diaz. Uh, I was gonna say Nate Diaz is the only one that comes finish. to mind. The Nate Diaz finish. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Hey, Aaron, Aaron Pico, Pico killed the guy. Aaron Pico killed the guy. I think it it did him a lot of good to lose that first fight. Because really he doesn't do. have that inflated head, he knows that he could very well lose. So mm-hmm. he, he, I think there's a whole, and they threw him right in the fire. Yeah, at lightweight. Which is tough, man. Lightweight's one of the deepest divisions, and no matter what promotion you're in. But I think that he really found his, his perfect little spot there at featherweight. I think he'll fare much better. Dude, are there any are there any like prominent Asian heavyweights? I was just thinking about that. Prominent? No. Because the one championship heavyweights in African guy, it's the uh, like Galani. Nagalan, how do you say that? Nagalani. It's N G A L A N I. Nagalani. I think it's just Galani. You want to say Ganu? Yeah, Ning- is it Francis oh, it is Ganu? N- no, it's Ninganu. Yeah, I'd say Nagalani. That's what I said. Nagalani. 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 That's what it is. And he he's their champion, and I have not seen a Asian Asian heavyweight. Uh, being promoted. Have you f- have you seen a picture of him? Oh yeah, that guy. He's on all of the spicy Let's sauce because he can do the splits, he can do backflips, and he has two hundred and twenty five pounds of just pure muscle. Motherfucker looks like he's getting ready for the Olympia. He is especially jacked. Just yeah, just look up type in his name, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna butcher it. Oh, they book a David versus Goliath fight. So he is gonna fight an Asian heavyweight. Look at that shit, dude. I don't know if that's easy to see. Yeah, that's pretty Oh my god. Man's is ripped. And Bro, then fuck you. And you know he he, la- he on... lands spinning wheel kicks. Hey, Have you ever seen him? He is on steroids for sure. Eh, maybe. Maybe. It's possible. Type in, uh, yeah, wheel kick. Wheel kick. Oh, shit. Okay. <coughs> yeah, he might be on steroids. He looks like fucking Lee Haney, dude. It's impressive, though, dude. He's a heavyweight fighter. I'm not mad at it. Look at that. That's a cartoon character. Shut cool. up. Uh, cool. I remember, I love seeing you on. Shut up. I love seeing you on Dragon Ball Z, dude. That was really cool. And he looks like you took Tyron Woodley and you just were like, okay, let me take that muscular bar and just Here, push take, it all the type way. Type in wheel kick. To very high. And show them that video. I don't know if it'll be easy to see. On here. Well, they can zoom in. It's fine. Yeah, fuck you guys. Zoom in if you want to see it. 
Oh, there's the anime commercial. Jesus. It'll be. It, it'll. This is good. This is a good idea because Bellator's just go on a commercial break every four seconds. <laughs> yeah, so we can actually enjoy something in the meantime. Yeah, watch this shit though. Don't blink. Don't blink. It's coming. Boom. Oh shit. It comes out so flu. Look, pause it. Pause it. Go back. Pan back. Look at this motherfucker's thighs. Look at his entire body. No, look at his thighs, dude. Watch. Look at the side profile on his thigh. What? Dude, he's on steroids, man. Oh, look at how he lands that. Is that not obvious to you? His thighs are massive, and look at how quickly this comes out. Bam! Oh, he's so fucked. He's like, I just got hit in the temple with a heel. Oh, oh my god. I love how the Japanese don't give a fuck. They're like, do steroids. Dude. Absolutely. That man is crackerjacked. That is terrifying. And then we have another Pizza Hut commercial. I'm going to kill myself. Not actually. Dude. I'm going to kill the programmer. We, for have to, we have to preface it with that. Or add an addendum always, just saying that you're not actually going to do it. What with 13 reasons why being so popular nowadays. Dude, right? That show was so perplexing to me. I'm like, so... There's rampant suicide amongst teens. So what does Netflix do? Make a show that glorifies suicide. Yeah. Where it was literally, where it was like, look at this girl getting her comeuppance through her suicide. Exactly. And is it's there like, a- is this the message we want to be promoting? The fact that you can actually get back at your bullies by committing suicide and leaving tapes? Exactly. Is there one train we should hitch this wagon to? A suicide. Let's do that. Let's ride that all the way to the top. Let's glorify it. That show sucked so hard. And let's like, show everybody that if you commit suicide, everyone will care and you'll get all the attention yeah, you've everyone's wanted. Everyone's going to feel so bad about yeah. not being nicer to you. And it's like, what? Hey, don't make such a piece of shit show. Yeah, obviously. And, and, and that's obvious. And not to mention the lead who had killed herself. How self-important do you think you are? You Dude, think that right. everyone's going to listen to your tape and be like... Dude... Dude, oh no! You, because the you world killed yourself and left tapes. I'm gonna be going. Uh, see, ya. I'd want you to be like, uh, fuck you, ya. fuck you. That's lame. No, is it lame? But it's so, it's so rude, and you're being so selfish. It is very selfish. Not to mention, it's a selfish act to begin with. Yeah. You want to talk about? You want to know another shocking statistic? What? I don't give a fuck about the <laughs> I just can't believe that's even a show. It blows my mind. It did It did blow my top. I blew my top when I watched it. I watched two episodes of it, and I was like, yeah, no thanks. Because they were like, don't you feel so bad for her? And I'm like, not really, dude. She gave up. Not some, it's, it's not so much that. It's a problem. Suicide's a problem, and they I think are mental, exploiting mental it. Mental illness is a bigger problem. I think that's, because yeah, mental illness suicide is being a consequence. Suicide. So I feel like, they should make a show addressing mental illness. And how it's okay to talk about. In a positive about. way. Yeah, how it's okay to talk rather about. Rather than making a show about a girl who succumbs to her mental illness and kills herself. Yeah. And then people feel bad and they try to retroactively justify their actions toward her and be like, now we need to change as people to prevent someone else from killing themselves. Why not just make a show where like, like what I liked about The Sopranos was he would go into the therapist and kind of like psychoanalyze himself. And Tony Soprano was a bad guy. He was fucking his therapist, Cameron. Not in the beginning. Oh, okay. In the first season, he didn't bang her. Yes, he did. No, not the until that was like, toward <laughs> the end of the season. I'm saying, but you know what? The the sessions. Whatever, whatever you got to do to get you to go to therapy. Yeah. 
But the sessions were about how even though he was this bad guy, he was delving into like why he delving into why he does it. Yeah, I agree. And I found that interesting. If I see wow, one more fucking these shitty commercial. graphics packages for these intros are painful. Bro. Oh my gosh, it's not a commercial. Finally, wait, dude, that text. Oh, gross. It's cringy. Someone but knows. I do appreciate that it's different than the UFC, I guess. That is true. I mean, it is different, but hey, get someone who's better at it's Photoshop. Different. It's different, always better. Get someone who's better at Photoshop, obviously. The ring card girls are prettier than the I would prefer. I would like to see a championship do entrances like a kumite, where it's like that same like walkway, but no lights, just like torches on either side. Campy and again. Like bricks. We're still being campy here. I like that, dude. I like the kumite. You know, where it's like a kickboxer, where like they enter in mm-hmm. and it's like low yeah. lighting. No, you don't like it? Yeah. Ah, come on! You I lost like me it. with the torches and the paved path. I like what? that. <laughs> I like it, bro. You don't like those. You, see, the thing is, though, you're like, you have the, he has the movie knowledge of a blonde girl. That's bullshit. So he doesn't like those 80, 80s action movies like I do. No, I like that. I just don't like an actual competitive athletic event to begin with that. <laughs> with the Kumite? Yeah. I think they should start with like the same like uh, fucking score behind it. No one gets walkout songs. It's like, maybe like some synths jump in there. Maybe. So Henry Corrales... Corrales? Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> Dude, Hispanic names got me confused. Aaron versus Aaron Pico. Very excited. Aaron Pico's about to head out now. Oh, they're giving him the blackout treatment. Wow. Okay. Well, he's, he's a pretty big name, man. Sure. Well, no, he is. Especially in, yeah. in, in Bellator. He's like he one of the biggest fighters in Bellator right now. One day. Up and coming prospects. <laughs> he's such a cock. Aaron Pico coming out in the all-white. That's powerful. I actually really like all-white. Plus, he got it in before Labor Day, so it's cool. <laughs> I'm going to need more headache medicine. <laughs> he looks like he looks to be in great shape, though. How tall is he? I don't know, but he's been working with Coach Cal, so this is going to So he's the best. He's the best. the best. I mean, he feels the best he's ever felt. Everyone who works with Coach Cal feels the best they've ever felt. Dude, that fucking ear looks like a crab ragoon. <laughs> he gave up. <laughs> well, he just was like, "Yeah, I'm never." He was oh nine years God. old, and they were like, "You sure you, you don't want headgear?" And he was like, no. "Yeah, dude, I was that bitch that they made fun of because I would wear it during practice always." Because guess what? I want women to want to have sex with me, <laughs> and if I have, because here's the thing: not only am I not that good at fighting, I also would have the cauliflower ear, and you need to be like. Really good. Really good to justify the cauliflower. Not we, even that. I have a couple kids, cauliflower nodules kids. on my left ear, and it's nowhere. We're from the South, and wrestling is not that good in the South because it's mostly football in all these states, right? Yeah. So Hotbed for football. We knew kids who would actually – who were into wrestling who would make – like help Force each other the get cauliflower ear. ear. Like they would fuck with each other's ears to try to get cauliflower ear. So they would look tougher. And I'm like, that is the dumbest thing. You're First of all, you're hurting your genuine hearing. It's stupid. It's, it's just stupid. all stupid. It makes no sense. Well, those kids did a lot of dumb stuff. Wrestlers aren't known for their... Especially in the South. You know the wrestling is poor when I can transition from football and immediately be the best on the team and be like, I don't even have training partners. 
It was bad. It was bad. (laughs) I remember that's a powerful tattoo. A lion behind a cage like that. Looks a little too cheap. It looks cheap to you. Mother of God, you would never say this to their face. I would say it to his face. You'd say it to his face. If he asked me what I thought of his tattoo, (laughs) I wouldn't. I wouldn't go out of my way to be an asshole. Hey, Cam. I wouldn't be like, hey, hey, guy, and poke him. Your tattoo looks cheap. (laughs) But he was like, dude, what do you think of my tattoo? Oh, my head. I'd be like, nah, man. Your tattoo looks cheap. Dude, Aaron Pico's waist is about this big, huh? I know. I could go like this. Jesus, dude. He's got a smaller waist than my girlfriend. You guys are built like a couple of bowling balls. Ha, 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 ha. Well, no, like my girlfriend is your girlfriend, so. Funny. Rubber and glue situation here. Look at the way he's standing. I like the swag, dude. That's aggressive. Is he actually a Dragon Ball character? Easy with that. You can't lose now. That's what I think. Dude, if Henry Corrales wins this. That's a huge upset. I'm going to bust. There's a lot of pressure on Pico, man. When people are saying, oh. Well, people, a... people expect a lot. Exactly. When people are saying that you're the best prospect to ever and enter And when TJ Dillashaw is saying that a lot of times you be, you give him a very hard time Hard time of training. training. It's tough. Like, that has to put a lot of weight on you. And we know guys who have kind of Ooh, nice right over the top there from Corrales. We know a lot of guys who have collapsed under that pressure. Phil Dawes, who trains with Cowboy. It happens, man. He's been given, I think, four shots to get in the UFC and lost every time. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Oh, he dropped him. I think it's going to be over. Pico just dropped Corrales with an uppercut. Oh, Oh. nice. Pico's hurt. Pico's hurt. Wait, Pico's hurt now. Oh, boy. Pico's hurt. Oh, Pico's hurt. Pico's oh, Corrales hurt. is hurt. They're both hurt. Oh, they're both hugging each other. Oh, he's out. He's out. Pico's out. Pico got knocked out. Corrales just knocked out Pico. Holy shit. What a fucking fight, dude. What a fight, dude. They just came out and fucking threw. Pico had him hurt and got a little bit too overzealous, and it cost him. That's exactly what happened. I told you. Pico hurt him, knocked him on his ass with an uppercut. Too excited. Too excited. And Corrales and then got knocked him multiple out times. multiple times. And then he stepped in, put him away. As soon as he landed that uppercut, the very next strike hurt him. Oh my god. Look at it. Let's look at Pico. He hurt him with that uppercut, uppercut. and then just it went wild. And Corrales was really hurt there and Pico is just a little bit too overzealous trying to land shots and he runs in too far and that gives Corrales the time to get back to his feet. Then on his way in, you know. Hit there. Corrales lands some and he's good hurt. shots. He's hurt he's here. Good shots. Oh, right there. Oh! Right on the chin. He's cold, bro. That's not out, out cold. cold. Out cold. Oh, man. Pico got knocked out cold. Henry Corrales with the KO sat him completely down. Pico Shit. is going to have a rough start now. I really think. Yikes. <sighs> Ooh, four that, and two. That is a setback. Four and two. That's a setback, man. It's a salty record. That's a setback. Yikes. Fuck, man. That's tough. That's that's uh, a damn shame. You feel for the guy because he's such a young. He's so young. Can we look up his age? Yeah, I think he's probably twenty-two. What? 
He is 22. Oh, my God. Yeah, he has time. I think he should take some time off. He needs to take time off. He can take six months off and just work on himself. He needs to. Because when you get starched like that, dude, and he had him hurt bad. He could have won that fight. He just needed to calm down. Wow. So Pico had Henry Corrales very, very hurt with an uppercut. He got overzealous, and then Pico got knocked out. Dude, Graz finished him bad. Dude, that was the smart, dirty boxing, though. From Out Graz, cold. Because right? Pico, I think it was better at traditional boxing, so Graz was like, I'm going to step up in here. Bam, bam, and then landed that one over the top. Good night, Irene. Show's over, baby. That was so rough. And then, of course, we're going to have 30 minutes of commercials. Yeah, I was going to say, event. of course, they go right back into the commercial break right after the fight. Because they couldn't actually keep the production going. No. Even though they do have an analyst desk and announcers... They have to cut away immediately to commercials. Oh my god. I did not expect But the thing that. is, oh, this card has been pretty good. It's just so far hard for me for me personally to have, feel like it's gaining momentum. Yeah, now. Altamini hit that badass armbar. Archuleta fight was kind of a throwaway. Armbar. He hit the armbar off of the Kimura. Used the Kimura to sweep and then got the armbar. That Juan Archuleta fight was kind of a throwaway for me. It was a bit of a throwaway. Archuleta wrestle fucked Ricky Bendejas. Jake Hager beat a tin can and proved that he deserves to be in Bellator. Yes. Aaron Pico got knocked out by Henry Corrales, a little overzealous. Still great. That one was a great fight. But I feel I still... Great fight. Then why do I feel like this card is dragging its Heart is absolutely broken for Pico, though. So much promise... So he's much still promise. so much promise. Still, he's that's fine. what I'm saying. But this is a major setback, though. You can't deny that. Lost his first fight, got rocked and then choked out. Did very well in his other two fights. And then, oh, no, no, they lost one. He's had six fights total, right? Mm-hmm. So he's no, he's, no, he's five. This five? was his sixth. That's, this was his sixth. Now he's you. four and two. So... I mean, Pico, you feel for him. That sucks. Especially man. since he got knocked out cold. That's so rough. I couldn't imagine. Oh, oh. I feel so sad. I don't like to see fighters look like that. That bums me the fuck out, dude. Still good for Henry, though. Henry, though, he uh, he looks a little... He, he's not celebrating at all. Yeah, I think why he's does still he look so upset? Henry looks upset. Well, I think he's in shock, man. He's probably feeling a little disrespected. Inevitably, inevitably. Because anytime you fight, I guarantee the lead up to this fight, all the talk was about Pico, and you gotta expect that. How's it going, Chris? We're just still shocked from the results of the Henry Corrales Aaron Pico fight. Aaron Pico training partner T.J. Dillashaw just got knocked out by Henry Corrales. Holy shit! Who trains at the MMA lab? He's now leaning on a few of his corners, getting walked out of the ring. Jesus. What a fucking finish to that one, though, huh? Uh, it's so unfortunate. Nobody saw that coming. Pico had him hurt very, very badly with early an uppercut. on in the fight with a huge uppercut. Bam! Literally came from the floor with it. Knocked, knocked Corrales on his ass. Corrales got back up, landed a couple of a left and a right with some dirty boxing, some uppercuts. Bam, he's going to come over the top here. And then... Came right over the top while holding the oh. back of Pico's head with his other hand. And just, just knocked, him, knocked dead. him dead. Completely out cold. Jesus. That's such a brutal shot. And Pico immediately out. His head bounced off the canvas with such force. 
Let's let's watch it again. Just so look he, at how his head he comes over top to the canvas. He's immediately out when that lands. And then he whips his head back. Look at that. Oh fuck. Dude, take some Pico needs to take some time off, work on his skills. Not that his skills are not sharp by any means, but he needs to just have more time under his belt. He's so young. He's only twenty two. He's got so much time. He's so much time. This isn't there's no rush. I don't think it's a major setback for him. I think it's a lesson. It's yeah. a setback as far as uh, his competitive matchups in the near future. Well, of course, it's a loss. But to say it's a major setback for his career, I don't think it, it is. could be. I, I really don't think it is because he he has such a long career. He's twenty two years old. I mean, he shows much more promise than like uh, Sage Northcutt. You know, he's kind of been up and down, round and round. I don't know. It's just such a shame. It's such a shame. Wow, Henry Crosley training out of the MMA lab with Benson Henderson. That's also where Sugar Sean O'Malley trains. Is it really? Oh, wow. The MMA lab. It's a great gym, man. They have a lot of great fighters. Be more excited, though. Corrales. Corrales, be more excited. He still looks upset, dude. How about you fucking He is furious, huh? He's bumming me out. But now, I this is the belt where I fight I'm actually most excited for, right? Michael Venom Page versus Paul Daly. That's a fucking fight. Because we get to see who wins. Raw power and explosion in Paul Daly or precision the kickboxing in Michael Venom Page. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. I'm just really looking forward to this main event. Of course, we have Fedor Emelianenko versus Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader in his prime. Fedor, not so much, but still very quick and very powerful. It's honestly impressive how long into how deep into his career Fedor has retained his speed. Oh yeah, he's actually very fast. He's very fast. He very has a speed hands. advantage over a lot of heavyweights. Lot of, still, mm-hmm. I think the only heavyweight in the Grand Prix that was faster than him was Matt Mitrione. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he definitely has a speed advantage over Ryan Bader in, yeah. in the striking. We're definitely going to need to see some good footwork from Fedor. And Look if, for him to if stay Bader on the is not careful, if Bader is not careful, he can get clipped on the way in. 100%. And the thing is, when Fedor hits you, he hits hard. You feel man. it. He hits hard. Yeah. Chel Sonnen had the funniest line after his fight with Fedor. He was like, uh, were you mad at me? Yeah. Why did you hit old Chel so hard? <laughs> That's hilarious. I love Chel. Uh, didn't MVP go to boxing for a bit? I know he toyed around with the idea of going to boxing. I'm not sure if he actually had any bouts. Yeah, I'm not aware if he had any bouts either. But he, you know, Michael Venom Page is about his money. He was, he's definitely going to do whatever makes him the most. Fighting against Paul Daly in the middle of February is definitely the biggest fight for him, for sure. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But Jesus Christ, Paul Daly, dude. You want to talk about KO power? Well, his left hand could put anybody out. Anybody. Anybody. He can put out a heavyweight with that yeah, fucking thing. Definitely. It just the the knockouts he's had in the in the past with his career has just been absolutely outstanding. He's just gotten bad matchups, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, they keep putting him up against Fitch. It's really bothering me. Because I hate when I hate when any organization does this. And they do it with a bunch of fighters in the UFC, like Emil Mech. Uh, yeah. I'm a huge Emil Mech fan in the UFC. And they keep pairing him up with grapplers, and it breaks my fucking heart. Yeah. But then you Neil see Mack them. He's one of the most interesting strikers in the UFC, but he keeps getting paired up with, oh, I was a five year judoka. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I specialized in jujitsu. Yeah, absolutely. And then you see them giving preferential or favorable treatment to other fighters like uh, Gohan Saki, or Gokan Saki, however you say that name. 
And it backfired on Gokan Saki. Yeah, yeah, he got knocked out. Gokan Saki fights fucking. Uh, he fought Cleo Roundtree, and then got knocked the fuck out. Now Cleo Roundtree just got knocked out. Just got knocked out. Who did he get knocked out by again? Jimmy Manoa. Jimmy Manoa. That was so. Was it Jimmy Manoa? Let me check. Yeah, I think it was Jimmy Manoa. But Jesus, dude, whoever did knock out Cleo Roundtree last time knocked him fucking dead. Dead. Poor Aaron Pico. I can't get over it. Johnny oh, Walker. Johnny. Oh, it was the young kid. You remember Johnny Walker. He landed the clinch strikes. Yes, I do. It was the clinch the clinch elbows. He doesn't even have a wiki page yet. Well, because he's so young. Man. Yeah. He boy, oh boy. Promising. I hate to see fighters look like that after they lose, man. Aaron Pico looked so defeated. Sad. Not... You're you're adding a whole different weight to it that I don't even think needs to be put on it. It's a bummer, man. It's a real of bummer. Of course it's a real bummer. I guarantee he's sad about it, but to say he's defeated, to say his spirit is broken. Not I never true. S- spirit is broken. I never said it. See, see you're like but the thing I is I never like, said his spirit was in broken. In the fight game you get clipped. And that's why I think it happened here. I think he was not patient and he got clipped. Yeah. I'd say that's fair. Yeah. And to say that it's a massive Let's see how he comes back after. I want to see how he comes back after. It'll this. be pivotal, I think, how he comes back. He has a lot of time, man. I know he has a lot of People time. People don't. He, he's, he has eight years to enter into his prime. Not when you start so early. I think so. You yeah. think so? At, a lot of guys at are Featherweight? Starting. At Roy Featherweight? McDonald, where McDonald started really early, 16 years old. I guess. I don't know. Negative Nancy. It's just a bummer to see, man. It's you a bummer to the see. boy Aaron Pico. Because he's got so much pressure on his shoulders that it, I think that is going to be, it could be, could be a bigger problem, you know, in the future. Help, it, rather than helping him, like, what do you have to gain? People already expect so much of you, so what, are you going to live up to their expectations and be the best? I think he still has a lot of promise. Definitely. And I think that... Uh, don't get me wrong, he has a lot of promise. It's not a massive setback. In any I don't think it's a massive setback. I think it's a setback, a serious setback. Any loss is a setback. But it, I think Exactly. It's, uh, but I said it's a learning experience, though. Yeah. Abs- so I feel he actually gained Both this. winning and loss and losing uh, uh, learning experiences. But Every time you fight. Do you understand what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah. You're saying that this, like, oh, it's a career-defining moment for him. I no, think I, it no, is. I ne- no. Yes, you did. You said, I think it will be a defining moment how he comes back from this fight. How he, how, yes, his yeah, comeback will be a defining moment. Be. Yes, definitely, I do. I don't think it will be. Definitely. <laughs> okay. Getting knocked out like that? Yeah, I don't think And it's... he started his career losing like that. I mean, it's a shame. Well, let's see how it turns out. Definitely. <laughs> More commercials, man. Dude, Viacom is murdering us tonight. These Geico commercials used to be good. I'm just They're still that. great. That's they the, the so commercial bad. right now. It's about the best of Geico. You're and people are voting on the best guy commercials. Which ones did you like the most? Because you know you have the pig, the, the caveman, caveman series, the lizard. The caveman series, inevitably the best. The caveman was obviously the best. What the fuck is that? Nacho fries from Taco Bell? Oh, my God. Taco Bell has just gone off the fucking deep end. They're doing such crazy shit. Taco fries, that's not even Mexican food. That's not even, like, Tex-Mex. Nacho fries? They're just fries that you dunk in cheese. You see the trailer for this Miss Bala thing? She's siding with the drug dealers. 
And they make no mention of it. Yeah. <laughs> so who was your favorite when the Grand Prix first started to win it? Bader. Bader? Bader or Mitrione. I was going to say, like, you were a Bader from day one. Yeah, I thought Bader had the best chance of winning, for sure. Skeptical hippo eyes. Who else? <laughs> Mitrion. Obviously, I was a Mitrion guy. You thought Mitrion would have from the beginning? Yeah. I definitely didn't like Fedor to go all the way. No, I thought he was going to lose way before that. Because I, I, I had seen the Maldonado fight. Yeah, exactly. In the Maldonado fight, he looked so vulnerable yeah. and so human. That was the most human he's ever looked. And for him to rebound and beat Mir and then beat Sonnen, man. It's been a whirlwind adventure for him. think he could be the Bellator champion tonight. Hopefully he retires. You think if he gets it, he retires on the spot? Unlikely. Yeah, especially since he just I won. I would like it, but... He just won. What else does he have to do? He's done everything. Well, plus it would kind of ruin the point of the Grand Prix if the guy wins the Grand Prix and then is like, <laughs> see you guys later. It would. Have another Grand Prix to decide exactly. to be champion. <laughs> exactly. It'd be like, you have to do another one. Ooh, fuck. They're breaking down the Pico knockout right now. Yeah, we're going to have to see it again, dude. Oh, Aaron Pico. It's right there in the clinch is where Aaron Pico really got outdone. He just got too overzealous. It happens to a lot of different fighters. <sighs> Ooh, yeah. He just got hit right on the chin. It's a perfect shot. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it, it was a critical mistake, but yeah. it's not one that's like... Right, you could correct it yeah. easily, to be honest. Powerful Frank Mir. He looks so much better than now. He's back on the juice. Yeah, he fractured his hard palate. Yeah, on the roof of his mouth, right, in that Fedor fight. No, not Fedor. Oh, the one after that, one Big after Baby. Mm-hmm. The Hawaiian. Jai. Yeah. Jay Ajay knocked him the fuck out, dude. He was doing really well in that fight, too. Oh, that one was rough. Jay has he officially hung up the gloves? Officially? I don't, I don't think he has. Please. I don't know. Dude, if he, if he can... I think he has a chance at like really making one more push for the Belt Hotel if he really wanted to. He had Fedor so hurt. Oh, my God. They're actually playing the tape when he's on the analyst desk. This is fucking savage. Awkward. Oh, dude. What a professional mirror is. Ate that fucking uppercut at the last second. He was getting the better of him on the feet. Then you had Chael Sonnen coming in there. Oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Poor Chael, dude. R.I.P. Chael. Hey, grab the fence there, Fedor. Chael, I think, is one of the best MMA analysts in the world. Yeah, he is. He's a great podcast. Oh, I love it. Uh, You're welcome. I know people will get... This is an inflammatory statement, but Chael Sonnen reminds me so much of Donald Trump and the way that he speaks. It's crazy. I don't think that's Like his intonation... He's way more articulate. His intonation and his tone, it's very similar to me. But he's way more articulate. And he's less uh, repetitive in his words. He is less repetitive, and he has a has a much more ro- robust and diverse vocabulary. But the way he speaks and the way his voice, the very intonation, direct. the intonation of his voice, it's very very similar. direct with a lot of sweeping certainties. So I agree with that. And it's not just the th- it's not the things he says; it's the way he talks. Clearly, 
Listen to it. Check it out. Look into it. Look into it. <laughs> look into it. Mason takes it. Puts on his tinfoil hat. Look into look it. Into As it. I wrap the aluminum foil around my <laughs> he head. He starts trying to peel back the skin of Chael's face. <laughs> and it's just Trump underneath. Look into it. Really, though. They sound the same. Okay. You're right. I'll have to play it. Like, I'll, I'll, uh, it'll be like... Um, It'll be JFK. I'll just keep playing the tapes back. Chill. Just the way, you know, Donald Trump's always like, the best. It's the best. And then listen to Chill and he's like, absolutely. Absolutely. But the thing about Chill is he is a solo podcast. When you have a solo podcast, you kind of have to like use that like rhetorical device of repeating yourself for emphasis. And- it's all the time, though. Not just the podcast. But I agree. They, it, they're more so than anywhere else he sound, they sound alike. Oh, Bader versus King Mo. Yikes. I see it going a lot like that tonight. When he stopped King Mo, that was fucking hyphy. And then the Mitrion fight was just textbook. It was a bummer. It was textbook, bro. I like Mitrion. I like Mitrion a lot, too. I was rooting for Mitrion pretty hard. Oh, this was so bad. Ooh, this was so bad. Look at the pain on his face. He popped his shoulder all out of place. All out of place. And shoulder injuries, they can be real finicky, man. Yeah, especially since they tend to linger. So do they don't they don't tape around the Bellator gloves? It's Velcro. It doesn't look like it, does it? Yeah, they just Velcroed that shit over the wraps. There's no, they'll probably tape it before he goes out there. We'll see. We'll I don't see, know. dude. Because I don't think they because ta- Aaron Pico took his gloves off in pr- pretty record time. You've seen that in the UFC too, though. Like as soon as people, as soon as yeah, the fights are, people the fights start. Are, they start peeling. But my thing is like he took them off after getting shit rocked. Yeah, he was still alive, Cameron. He could take the gloves off. Yeah, but you do that hard tape from the UFC. You gotta focus. Yeah, you do have to focus. I mean, and most of the time after a knockout, you're busy just floating through space. I do think thinking Bader... about thinking about uh, invisible taps like Alistair did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt the tap uh, when I when I was doing the guillotine. I love I Joe Rogan's expression. There's no tap. I'm positive. I watched the whole and thing. And he's like, I felt the tap. I felt. Let's let's watch it together. That's when he decided to stop interviewing people who just got knocked out. Powerful vibe. I am beside myself. Powerful Beside Viacom. myself. But what a card tonight. We have now coming up Fedor versus Pretty good. Bader. 70% fresh. 70%? Yeah, I was going to say. 60% fresh for me. <laughs> it's pretty good. The fights have been 65% good. 65% fresh. The fights have been it's good. good. It's, it's an aggregate. It's 70, everything 65% fresh. Bellator is like you're eating a steak, but there's too much fat, so you have to constantly cut around the fat to get to it. That's a bullshit piece of steak. We've all had steaks like that. If you ever go to a restaurant, you probably don't eat a lot of steak at restaurants. Me, personally. Yeah, no. I'd get the grilled chicken. I bet you get some big potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable this guy. I'm using an analogy for the Bellator fights. And not only do you not follow me down the path of the analogy, you actively <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. But the UFC is like top sirloin. So what fight in the UFC most interests you coming up? Uh, I'll tell you right now. Israel Adesanya versus Anderson Silva. Interests you? Without a doubt. <laughs> what? It's so interesting because Chael Sonnen actually had a take on this that I did not think about. If you think about it, Anderson Silva, in every fight he's had in the UFC, 
people have refused to play his game. Every fighter that Anderson Silva has fought is actively trying to stay away and play to his weaknesses. Don't play his game. Don't play the stand-up game. Don't try to touch him up. Don't even engage. It's an it's a thought like you're like, oh, if we stand up for him, that's a terrible idea. Never mm-hmm. stand up with Anderson Silva. And Anderson Silva picked the fight. And let's be honest, Anderson Silva's not over the hill, dude. He's ranked. He's ranked right now. Is he really? What is he ranked? Fifth or sixth in the division. So Anderson Silva's ranked right now. When's the last time he fought, though? Look it up. I don't think... I but think Anderson, it's well, Anderson Silva, you know, he finally picked a fighter who's willing to play that stand-up game with him. He's willing to punch a ticket and play it by his rules. Yeah, he fought a year ago. Yeah, Derek Brunson, who's a very serious fighter, very dangerous. I don't know. I just think that... Israel Adesanya is going to play that game, and I think he can play it a little better nowadays. We'll see. We uh, shall I'm see, though. We shall see, though. Right? And I think that's intriguing that how he's finally found a guy who's like, okay, I'll kickbox you. Yeah, that's and I'm true. willing to stand and bang with you. Well, that, I agree. We'll have to see because Anderson's always been a counterfighter, and if Israel Adesanya is determined to come forward, it could get interesting. And Israel, but, but he's so smart in his attack. Like, every jab he throws is... It's a diagnostic. Yeah, he's always downloading or information. Or he's setting something up. or like, Because he always talked about some fighters just jab to jab. And he was like, I jab to set stuff up off mm-hmm. of it. I see how you react to the jab. I see, like, what can I do after the jab to you? Like, where are you open after the jab? And I feel like that's... He's, well, he's another level striking. That's so if happens. he's very smart with his attacks, dude, it's very possible that he could give Anderson trouble. But I think Anderson very well could clip him coming in, man. How many fighters have we seen Anderson? They think they can just walk in on him, and they get rocked. It happens. Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker looked damn near ridiculous trying to hit Anderson Silva. For, he fought Forrest Whitaker? Not Forrest Whitaker. That's how, Forrest fucking, Griffin. That's how fucking dazed and confused I am by all these commercials. Forrest Griffin. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's why Forrest Whitaker's eyes so That's how he got his eye all fucked up. Yeah, his eyes so lazy, dude. He had to cut a right hook for Anderson Silva. Oh, I love Forrest First Whitaker. He would never fucking fight fucking Anderson Silva. Stroking Forrest out Whitaker's right the man. But Bader... You know, what the fuck? Dude, he looks great in Bellator, man. Yeah, Fedor, I, I like him at heavyweight. Fedor just dad-botted out. Always. I love it, dude. Ever since ever since Pride, he's been dad-bod. He'd probably be a better fighter at light heavy, if I'm being honest with you. Never not dad-botted, though, which I appreciate. Consistency over everything. Kind of like Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson should be a fucking welterweight, but he just won't stop eating. Dude, I heard his trainer say he trains every other day, every two two or three days. That's it? Yeah, and he'll, like, just, like, they'll try to get him to stick to a meal plan, and he'll just, like, they'll come over his place, and he's just eating garlic knots on his couch. And, like, his trainers are like, you have a fight, like, soon. And he's like, just chilling, bro. Whatever, dude. It's big country. You remember when I knocked out Chiak Congo? And it's like, yeah, five fights ago when you were winning. And I love Roy Nelson. He's a fan favorite. And For that don't-give-a-shit attitude. And he's so skilled, too, you know? Black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's so good on the ground. Like, And a lot of people don't factor that in. I thought he could have gotten a couple of wins, but he fought Mitrione, which was a big yikes in the first round. Mitrione's a son of a bitch, man. Yeah, son, son of, of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> I was going to say, the term choice on that one threw me through a fucking loop. <laughs> he's really good. He's really good. 
Bader's face says, hey, I've taken a couple of punches. Yeah, Bader's face. He's all team big head. Dude, his <laughs> it's enormous. fucking head. Good thing headbutts aren't legal. Because it would be a war. <laughs> you would lose. He covers 80% of the octagon with that war. thing. Both of them are fucking, fucking hammerhead sharks in this bitch. Just thrash. Bader around. looks like a big thumb, and Ryan Bader looks like a hairy big thumb. <laughs> Dude, if Fedor knocks out Bader, I will come on this podcast. L- please don't. I but will. look at what happened to Pico. Anything the studio's going to start, like, like, like uh, the, the table. Titanic will start <laughs> filling with my cum. <laughs> then I will 13 Reasons Why Myself. I'm going to, no, like, hug you, a toaster. You, you dirty slut, you'll just open your mouth and just start... S- <laughs> you'll just pull a Kirby. That's what I call pulling a Kirby. Where you just swallow as much as you can. <laughs> no one? Okay. That's fair. You know, that's fair. You've, I feel you pulled I just back stared into both fair. cameras for like three seconds. We have Ryan Bader coming out. We actually have his walkout shirt. I should have fucking worn it. I didn't even think about that. I, as soon as I saw him uh, on on TV, I was like, fuck. Yeah, we all have. That's what we got matching Bader walkouts after we beat Mitrione. You know? Look at that fucking Ryan Bader, baby. Absolutely. All the cheese. Like his tattoos, though. All the cheese. Really? You're still not for the walkouts? It's hard. It's hard for I me like to get on board. Bit. Powerful beard. I like it. Not too much. Some guys overdo it with the beard. You know who you are. Just right. Brian Barbarina. Brian's is ridiculous. Michael Chiesa's is getting out of hand. Trim it. Chiesa's keeping it kind of manicured, though. Is it, though? Is it, though? So we'll see. If you can't eat food in public... Dude, that's when, like, Atchigan Bronson, he knew when it got sloppy, because, like, tendrils would start to stick down from his lips, and it's like, when you have to, like, do this, and this, like, he's... I get if girls like facial hair, but if you say you like that shit, you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. When you have to swipe your lip hair up, and then your chin hair down to eat, no. Hey, look at me. No. You want to know who has the best beard? A fictional character, Kratos from God of War 4. Who has the best beard? No. Look at Kratos' beard. It's perfect. Actually, You're wrong. Do you want to know a beard that's actually real and great? Who? John Krasinski in A Quiet Place. Yes. That's exactly the same beard. Is it? It's, dude, pull up, let's pull it up side by side. Let's get Kratos. Type in Kratos beard. It'll come up. Oh, yeah, that's kind Look of, at that it's shit. More sh- it's more shaped. It's l- but look at that. You're telling me that's not the best beard you've ever seen? It's fake. It's not a real beard. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying, though. It's so form-fitting to his face, and it's so well-manicured. Now it's like a drunk John Krasinski in A Quiet Place. I'm going to watch Mason try to spell Krasinski <laughs> five times. <laughs> now we have Fedor Emelianenko walking out to the octagon. The ring. Now it's not the, the Bellator circle. It's a circle. Yep. While Mason is trying to pull it on up, just, just roll it down. There you go. And then a quiet place. You can literally type in a quiet place. It was one of the search results. No, it's literally right there though. That's fine. That's not the a quiet place one. Yeah, it is. It's a bit bigger than that. There you oh, go. Oh, yeah, that's bigger. It was on its way. Hey, who fucking called it? That's It's the Kratos beard. It, it is. It's is. pretty much the same. And I told you, that's the facial hair that I think every man should have. 
No. And if you don't have it, you're less of a man. That's what you think. Why don't you have it? I'm less of a man. <laughs> Look at that, though. Come on, man. Powerful Krasinski beard. Fedor, though, so masculine that no beard is required. Well, if, if you, if you, uh, Fedor has the dad bod and he still looks like he'll take your bitch. Really though, I think you will, dude. I think you'll just be like you're a pussy. I don't think you he won't do. Hey, look, you won't do a thing. Really, I don't think you would take her. I think you would have me murdered first. His, he'd be like Alex, kill. His brother's in jail. His brother's a fucking murderer. Really, for murder. Look it up, dude. I think he's probably there for, like, tax fraud. That's usually what gets students in Russia. Let's Google this before I accuse someone of murder. I was going to say, you'd say his brother's a murderer. Oh, my I'm God. I'm butchering this man. You're huh? trying to spell a million echoes. My possibly my favorite thing in the world, dude. Aggravated is aggravated sexual assault. That's pretty bad. <laughs> okay, so he raped someone. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's not awesome, Alex. So he can't steal your bitch. Alex can. But Fedor... He literally will steal your bitch. But no. Strong arm No, but he won't, like, I mean, like, steal your girl, kind of. Like, like, ooh, what's that girl? Oh, you think or, Fedor will be so suave. I think he will. He's so masculine. That my girl He's so masculine, be... he'll, he'll beta you out. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. He's gonna step up there. And do you know what I would do? Yeah, I was gonna say, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do to Fedor? Me, I'm just gonna go. Yes, Dad. <laughs> I don't know. Because he's your dad now. I'll go find one of the other three billion women. That is true. <laughs> You're like she's dead to me now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's gone. If you want to be with Fedor, most of the women are in Asia anyway, so I'll just go over there. <laughs> play the odds i don't know that's like that's like putting a bet on Fuck. both black and red on roulette it's a numbers game it's a sure thing if you go to asia looking dude and there are guys like that i know guys who have gone to asia to find wives and guess what they do and they bring them back and it's always do awkward. you know why because those women are loyal they're, yeah, they're korean it's awkward women as fuck they're multiple because it's korean conditional women. marriage because it's like you're taking me to america right there will be multiple korean women who will wait their entire lives for you you could be like baby don't take another lover. I'll be back. You could go back to the U.S. for 14 years. Have like a different family. <laughs> have, have your own family. Go back to Korea. Guess who's waiting? Soo Young. She stayed on the balcony for the She's whole, there. whole 13 years. All of them. Same outfit. And she will not have, she, like, she will have aged, but she won't look at it at all. Dude, how about that? Asian women when they're like 57 look 20. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. That's a teenager. And it's like, no, that's her mom. But then as soon as they become 58, it all hits them at once. No, it's like like they're Dorian it's like Gray. That dude, yeah, Dorian Gray, the guy, the fucking painting. The painting. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Here's another fucking processional, dude. Hey, dude. Well, that's so aggressive to do that in front of Fedor. I know. Our troops He's are Russian, marching bro. right in Fedor's face. Hey, hey fuck he, your country. He's rushing his shit, bro. That's a little offensive. Heroes, all of them. <laughs> no, they're in the color guard. They're pretty. I think those are the Marines that the other Marines make fun of. Really? I the, bet they were. They all. They do this, and they work in the recruitment office. So the all of the Marines are just like, you guys are bitches. Yeah, I think what they started doing now, apparently though, is they made no seriously. I think they have like badasses working in recruitment. Like you have to be cool already before you work. In Who is Craig Morgan? He's a country singer and a veteran. Oh. Does it get more American Dude, than that? Th no, because they're pandering. 
This is there's a difference between actually paying homage and fucking pandering. Hey, I used to like country music, but now guess what boat I'm on? What? I'm back on the it sucks boat. Dude, it's just all there's no like they're not putting anything into the art. Nope. Luke Bryan's like, I'm gonna write fifty songs. It's in a face day. value, yeah. It's just all like there's no pretty meaning. girl in a plaid shirt. That's all short, it is. Short hair and a man skirt. Gonna fuck her in mud. She's gonna <laughs> let me. Coors Light, Bud Light, Miller Light, and a red truck. Blacks trucks, blue trucks. I like Bucks, but my favorite's John Deere. Cold night. A no, cold no. Beer. A nice night with a cold beer. That's verse one. We just see how quick we wrote that? Dude, it's, it's, and it's like that. And bad now we need too. a mandolin. And we just need a guy who plays really shitty acoustic guitar. Just really bad, too. I had a roommate, and we're on our way. who was very self-conscious about his singing voice. A sweet mate. And he had his guitar, and he would only practice when no one else was around. With the and singing? he thought no one else could hear him, and he would sing. And I'd be in the bathroom, and I'd just hear him sing, like, really mutedly. Like, and he would sing, like, very emotional, romantic songs. My thing is, if you're so... And I'd be there, and, so, and one time... One time I wanted to fuck with him, so I was just like, that's so good. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> I distinctly remember I was doing the same thing because my one of my roommates in college played the guitar, and I wanted to learn. When does Fedor fight Chris Esparza? He's actually about to fight right now. They're both in the ring. Bader and Fedor are in the ring. They just finished uh, with the color guard coming out and singing the national anthem. And 40 minutes of commercials. So now we're finally doing the tale of the tape. And we're going to get right into it. Fedor, 38 and 5. That's a fucking record. That and is phenomenal. Fedor, 26 and 5. Also phenomenal. Fedor coming in at 42 years of age. Bader at 35. Dude, this is a pretty even fight. I like it. It is. Fedor, they both came in pretty light. I know Bader's, isn't he the light heavyweight champion as well? Is he? I didn't. I don't know. I'm almost positive. Can we look that up? Just in case, because I'm pretty yeah. sure. So, pretty sure long story short. So he could become a champ champ tonight. Long story short, I'm learning how to play the guitar, and I decided that it would be a good idea to learn how to sing the song Yep. Uh, more than words. Oh, my God. Dude, we should. So. Saying I love. <laughs> exactly. Dude, fucking. Yeah, he is the, uh, yeah, he's the light heavyweight champ. More than words is one of the most romantic songs. Yeah, it is. Ever. I love that. That's why I love that song. So I was you, trying to learn when it. When was the first time you heard it? When we watched The Love Guru? I don't think so. How, what year the did Love that come Guru out? The Love Guru with Michael Myers. What year did that come out? Uh, look it up. So I'm singing it, and then one of my sweet mates walks through the bathroom, and I'm just fucking strumming shitty guitar going, more than what? Like, terrible. Your voice. It's terrible. I have a terrible voice, and mine dwarfs yours. You piece of shit. <laughs> Which is so hey. funny. And the funny part is, I don't want to sing at all. You want to sing. And Look, it's that bad. I'm going to have to choke back these tears. <laughs> I know. Because I, I can sing. Some part deep inside you wants to sing And so I'm like, badly. and I, my, my, literally, at, as soon as that guy was walking to the bathroom, my roommate gave me the advice, the gayer your voice sounds, the better. <laughs> and he was like, and I was like, but it sounds so weird. Like, am I supposed to go higher pitch then? He was like, just go all the way. He was like, go higher pitch. Strolling <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, like singing at the top of my lungs, strumming at the top. Up. Up there in the falsetto? Way higher than that. More than. Yep. Oh, that's rough. He got you. Sick pranks. Sick pranks. Why hasn't this fight started yet? They've been in the ring for a hot second. Well, soon they're going to get the, the second processional going. And then and then they eat. 
and then they and fight. And then they fight, right. But here, here we, we go. go. Now, Mike Beltran, powerful beard in the octagon, not an octagon, in the Bellator ring for the fight. <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a circle, man. Just call it an octagon. <laughs> please. It's please. so much easier, but trademark. So can't. I, uh, I was going to say patent, patented. They're not even allowed to have Dude, gold Bader belts. can get two fucking belts tonight. They have them both outside. The first ever champ champ. In Bellator? Is that the first ever? I, th- I believe so. Talking Maybe one of the fucking Pitbulls. Maybe one of the Pitbull brothers. Have done it in the past. There have been so many Pitbulls. That's like the most popular nickname. Or alias. You know what I'm talking about? Patricio and Patricia. Is that, is that I don't think names? that's it. <laughs> Almost. So close. Fuck. The fight's underway. 437, 436, 435, 3, Bader two. assumes control of the center of the ring. Oh! It's fucking done! Holy balls, man! Wow. Wow, that was a little early. It looked early. That was a little quick. I'm gonna have to see that again. It was a little quick. I mean, it was a good, like... He definitely knocked him he down. He hurt him bad. Oh, He's shit. He's bleeding everywhere. He's bleeding everywhere. So uh, they just got to the center of the octagon. And Bader or fucking ring. hit him with a club. Bader s- destroyed his face. Not but, even. That was the shortest fight I've seen. Oh, my God. In a while. Do we need to see it again. It, pr- it might have been a good stoppage. I have to look. It might have been a good stoppage. It was very quick. Literally. It was a bang-bang play, as they yeah, call it. Yeah, a bang-bang play. Fedor And fell. you can tell Beltran like, was like, I'm going to stop it. And then he here hesitated. Ooh, what? It was good. That's a good stop. He was going to finish it. He was going to finish it. He already punched him. He was not defending. I didn't like that Beltran started to touch Fedor so early. Yeah. I don't like when refs do that. You're not supposed to touch him. He, like, laid next to him for a second and then stuck his arm out. Yeah. A good stoppage. Good stoppage, though. He got him. Wow, got what him. about Bader, huh? That's a bummer for Fedor. He just barely touched him with that left hand. Barely it touched boink. him. It was like a boinky right there on the tip of the nose. Isn't that how those hooks? I mean, was he completely out? He was rocked. Yeah. He was rocked. It wasn't like a cold. It's not like Fedor was in on a shot or anything. Uh, the but fight he was, was... He was down. He was his down. His head was up, but it wasn't def- he wasn't defending. And the fight was stopped in the middle of Ryan Bader punching Fedor in the face over and over and over again. I think there were like four or five unanswered hammer strikes before the fight was stopped. But holy shit. What a fucking ending to the night. So quick. That was so quick. These past two fights have been fucking quick knockouts. And I love the Paramount Network. In their main event, when a knockout happens, they cut away to commercials. Immediately do commercials. That was phenomenal, though. Absolutely incredible. Ryan Bader knocking champ, out champ. Fedor Emelianenko to become the champ champ in Bellator, the light heavyweights and the heavyweights. Less than 30 seconds, too, I'm pretty sure, right? Was that it's like 27 seconds? 20, maybe 32 seconds. Crazy. In the first minute of the fight, touches him with a left that seemed to be barely there. Yeah. And maybe he just hit it. Hit it right on the, the spot. Right, the, right hit in that the, sweet spot. Yeah. And Fedor just immediately... Lights out Irene. Fedor moves in. Fedor starts getting up a little bit. 
Bunch of hammer strikes. Yeah, congratulations, Ryan. Absolutely. I was telling uh, Mason before the cast, I wouldn't be mad if Fedor won at all. Like, if he clipped Ryan and finished him, I would have I just wanted to see a good fight, and it was. Very quick, but good. Really quick. It's always drawing when championship fights are, like, over in two seconds. Because you're like, I thought it was going to be a war. Typically they are, though, right? Or at least back and forth for a couple of rounds, you know? Yeah. Because the number one contender is usually worthy. Not to say that Fedor... Wait, <laughs> not that Fader's not worthy, but you're, you're are you are you not less likely to get clipped? You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's inevitable. But Fedor, if anyone's worthy, okay. it would be Fedor. I'm not saying that he's not worthy. Hate to jump your shark there, <laughs> just in case. Cameron's really bad at reading, guys. Oh, thanks, uh, thanks, man, for coming out and joining the cast. We really appreciate it. I mean, we always love doing these things so we can, uh, you know, talk about the fights, enjoy them together. Give Chernish Beardy a shout-out. Dude, shout-out Chernish Beardy. Can we get, yeah, let's get the comment up there so we can give him a proper shout-out. Also, thank you for coming out, Chris, and hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, shout-out to Chris and Zach. Appreciate you guys. But wow, Bader, man, he must be on fucking cloud nine right now. Champ, champ. I wonder how much he's going to make off this fight. Right? Because now he's the golden goose of Bellator. Probably a boatload. And I think, here's, here's the thing, I think he can defend both belts. He will. I mean, Phil Davis, King Mo, or his, or those, that's his competition at light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Liam, uh, the former champ there, the British cat. McGeary, yeah. McGeary. He's very dangerous. He fights... Uh, 185 now? Yeah, I think. No, no, I think he fights light heavy, but I was going to say that he trains jiu-jitsu at Henzo's, and he is very good. He's, he's, one, very of the, good. he's one of the few people who, like, set up and hit a reverse triangle, and it was, like, the cleanest thing I've seen in a while. Very tough guy. Whole, all the belts. All the belts. Ryan has all the belts in this bitch. You can tell him that he's happy he went to Bellator. I think it was the right move for him. It was the right move. He's going to make great money, and he's going to get all the fame and notoriety, and now he's the, like, literally their golden goose, as you said. Yeah. He is the guy. And when it comes to your big boys, you need a stable guy. And the UFC hasn't had that. I mean, Daniel Cormier came up there. Stipe was that guy. Then he gets taken out by Daniel Cormier. And now Daniel Cormier has a, has a literal ending date on his career that's slow, quickly approaching. We were almost when Cormier said he was going to hang up the gloves. Yeah, it's very soon, right? March, right? By his 40th birthday, yeah. What the fuck, Cormier? And he scheduled no fight. People are unsure what's going on. They don't know if it's going to be John Jones, Stipe, Brock. No one knows what's happening. So it's a it's a big question mark what's happening with the heavyweights. But now we know in Bellator, they know what's going on with their heavyweight division. Ryan Bader is the new heavyweight champion. Phenomenal. Uh, absolutely fascinating. I'm excited to see what new matchups arise. And maybe this will spark more interest in Bellator. Mm-hmm. You know, turn a lot of the UFC guys like us into Bellator fans, you know? Yeah, man, that barely touched them there. <laughs> Dude, sometimes it's those strikes, though. Yeah. How many times have we seen punches where just it's like... Just to be accurate. Just has to be accurate, right? And they say when you hit a good punch, it feels like you're hitting nothing. Yeah, they're zooming in on it now. Ooh, right on the chin. It was, it was right, right on, on the, the chin, chin, but it was not... 
Not a lot of power on it, but he hit right here, dude. Right on the chin. Me, yeah. sometimes I'll accidentally hit myself right there. I almost clip myself. You can rock yourself. <laughs> I, I'll accidentally clip myself, and I'm like, he's hurt, Mike. I'll do that shit where you're playing around, and you roll, and then your knee comes up, and it knees, oh, knee yourself in the I'll chin, and I'll just be like... Take me. He's hurt, Mike. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Fight's over. Well, congratulations to Ryan Bader. That's phenomenal. What an amazing guest tonight. Hope you guys all enjoyed yourselves. Give a shout out to the winners one more time. Yeah, Altamini, have... winning yes. by Armbar, Juan Archuleta, Russell fucking the shit out of Bandejas, <laughs> Jake Hager making his debut and just looking really great. A lot of promise there. Henry Corrales uh, knocking the living shit out of Aaron Pico, and then Bader dinking Fedor on the nose and becoming the champ champ. Stopping him within the first Bellator. minute of the fight. Love it. Well, guys, if you had a great time, remember to follow the Facebook page to keep up with all of our streams. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you guys want to keep in touch with what we are doing on YouTube. Chad, subscribe. Chad, subscribe. We do these on pretty much every uh, big card, so if you guys want to come through, we love having you. It's been a lot of fun. We'll see you guys on the next one.